Welcome to episode 72 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. Now, I am here with, in my opinion, he, he, he's a special man for me. Um, this is a guy I looked up to as a child when I was about 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, and I had mentioned this gentleman on episode 49. Um but I'm sitting here with Grandmaster Kang, who is my old Taekwondo instructor and longtime friend. And it's kind of surreal and very awesome that I'm able to do this with you. So oh, that's great. Thank you. Like, for real, from the bottom of my heart, honestly, thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> How are you, sir? Very good. I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, I mean, we were just talking for a few minutes before I just pressed record, and um, I had mentioned, because I had done a two-part episode about basically, like, my life story, and it was open, honest, good, bad, ugly, everything in there, so I kind of went as much as I can off of memory, just a couple of bullet points I had of my life in chronological order. Mm. So there was a certain point where I wound up moving to Canarsie and then I signed up for your yeah. karate school. And it was a weird transition time because that's when my biological father stepped out of the picture and my mother got remarried to my stepfather. So it was right in that little weird time frame where he signed me up and you probably remember because it seems like you have a great memory no. as do I. Um, I was there for the time that I was living in that neighborhood in Canarsie. I was there constantly. Oh, you were there every day. I was there every yeah. day, a couple of classes a day, weekends. I was yep. take, I would take several classes and it still burns my ass that I got all the way up to my advanced red belt yeah. and then we moved out of the neighborhood and it still burns me that I never got a chance to take my black belt test. Yeah, no, you, you were close. You were definitely close. I was my, I had my advanced red belt. Yeah. Yeah. And it still bothers me a little bit to this day. Because you're so close. No, no. I mean, I mean, to be honest, advanced Reddit, that, that's a pretty high level. That takes, it took at least three years. If yeah. I remember correctly. Constantly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not like, you know, nowadays kids train like twice a week. Oh, I was training twice a yeah, day. Well, yeah, exactly. Back then it was, what I remember the only day I was closed was on Sunday. You know, I did it every day. Were you even closed on Sundays? Sundays were close. Yeah. I don't even remember, but I know that I was there constantly. Yeah, all the kids did. It was, it was a great hangout. <laughs> it, was, it was a great hangout. It was a great time. There yeah. was a lot of people. There was, I mean, all the instructors and everything. Like it was, it was, it, it was like my formative years. Like there's there's that time where there's that weird awkward stage that everybody goes to. So like I was yeah. like I got my yellow belt. 
it was in like 87. Yeah. So I was like, depending on what month that is, I was like 11. You know what I mean? Going through a weird time in my personal life too. So I gravitated towards that school up there. And all the friends there as well. You know, yeah. all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, a few of the guys that went to Black Belt. Yeah. They, they, it was, it was like different, different, uh, lifestyle back then you know things sure. were a lot easier things were less complicated right no ipad no cell phones and oh no all these computers yeah so i think so back then the kids you know either you play it outside or you you, you do something indoors and back then karate was very big especially back then i i'm trying to figure out what movies were very popular probably I mean, you're talking, you're talking back then, I mean, it's a terrible movie as far as, like, technique and stuff like that. But if you're talking mid-80s, you're talking, like, the Karate Kid. Right, right. You know, like, Karate Kid. Technically, yeah. Right, technically, it's terrible. But, like, there was the other horrible movie like that. that, I don't even know if it was called uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. Do you remember that terrible movie? Bloodsport was big. Bloodsport was really big. Yeah, so that was that time frame. Yeah. You know, and all, all the time, you know, Bruce Lee movies were always, you know, always a thing. But it was, um, I mean, obviously, you probably know better than I do, but like the whole transition from, like, you don't see Taekwondo schools really anymore. No. Like, everything is Tiger Shulman this or that, and everything is basically geared towards MMA. It, it, it's definitely a, uh, a lot of uh, commercialization. Uh, and there's a lot of exploitation as far as the um, martial art goes. And nowadays, especially nowadays, it, most schools are run strictly for business. It's not done as like a pure, purely traditional type of martial art. Now it's like people mix it up and they do... Like a good example, I don't want to knock Tiger Shimon because I, I know the guy from a long time ago. Right. Um no, yeah, I'm not he, knocking he anybody. Did, he, yeah, he actually did Kyokushin, Kai, which is a very respectful martial art. Where is um, that? Where is that from? It's uh, Japan. It's but the Japanese. Founder is Korean. Okay. The founder is Korean, and Mas- Masoyama, and actually, he's actually my father's friend. Okay. Yeah, from a long time ago. Um, yeah, so it, that's a, one of the top. You know, tr- that's a top top notch traditional Japanese martial art. That's Kyokushin. The other, there's a lot of karate, but to me, they, it's it's more. Show, I, I don't think there's... Shotokan is good, but the rest of the uh, karate, goju, they're not as... I mean, to be honest, to be effective, let's say. you know, I think, To right. me, that's that was more important. Right. When I, when I moved to Canarsie... Like to be effective in like a real-life situation. Yes, yes, yes. Because I mean, in Brooklyn, I mean, first thing people ask you when they when they join, I don't know if you remember back then as well, Canarsie, was uh, it's not, oh, I want to learn the martial arts, so it's, uh, I want to learn discipline, and yeah, I want to learn the traditional ways of the of the Asian, you know, whatever, master. No, it's not like that. Most of the people would say, can I defend myself? Right. You know, I say, whoa, you know, like, these, these people are serious. They, they don't want, they want to, you know, they don't want to, you know, beat around the bush and say, you know what, I, I, want, I want the real thing. Right. And my father offered that. You know, my father, he's, he, uh, HID, which is a, um... Korean um, intelligence agency. It was a predecessor to the. It's called now. It's called KCIA, which is a Korean CIA. Okay. Uh, modeled after the American CIA. So he did. He taught uh, since 1953. So he was selected from 19 right after the Korean War, uh, 53 till 69. Right before uh, he left to uh, you know come to America. 
So he did that for six, I believe that's 16 years. So your father was training Korean CIA? Uh, operatives and um, uh, basically spies. They're, they're, they'll go to North Korea to spy or to kill or bring back secrets. That's heavy. I never even that, knew that. Yeah, I, it's I, called I, HID. It's okay. called, in Korean, it's called chop over there. And my father was a top guy there. And it was very secretive. And they have their own offices. It's a big building in Incheon, Incheon, Korea. Now it's popular for the airport, but it's... Uh, Back then, it was a. Uh, that's where the uh, agency operated, and my father also taught. Uh, it's called UDT, which oh. uh, some people know, you know. It's called in nowadays. It's called SEALs, Navy SEALs. Okay. But back in the old days, it was called UDT, which is called Underwater Demolition Team. Correct. So he taught them and the uh, Incheon Police Department, but he did mostly not just you know self defense. He taught hand to hand combat. Right. That's what because he had his uh, experiences. Uh, is actually from uh, uh, from the Korean War. How he, he was have to defend himself and you know kill couple, you know a couple of uh, communists this and that. Um, when he was captured, he was captured by the communists several times. Really, and he had to use it. Yeah, and uh, the, so the uh, well, whatever he was uh, really serious about, which was judo back then. It's called in Korea. It's called judo. Okay, he studied judo for. I mean, that's a part of the school curriculum. He studied that. Under the Japanese occupation, then in 1944, his a main teacher he he studied in uh, Tokyo University. Uh, spoke flu- they all spoke fluent Japanese, but he studied under Funagoshi, who was the founder of um, back then uh, Shotokan Shotokan Karate. Okay. So you could say it's a it's a derivative of Shotokan. So he studied that. So it's a Korean Shotokan. Okay. And it was judo put together. So. He was able to, and the war broke out, uh, I think when he was 20, 20 years old, 20. Okay. So he had to use it, hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. And he See, had, how would I even know that? I didn't know, yeah. you know, no, I, I, I know your yeah. I know, I know your father from years ago. Yeah. Very quiet. And very serious. I was just yeah. going to, I was just going to yeah. say that very serious. He, yeah. there's, there's, um, an aura. Yeah. That he has about him. And yeah, I have, I haven't seen him in a very long time, mm-hmm. but. Now he's just an old man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but he's not just an old man. He's got, you know, it's... He's a, he turned 89. He's yeah. 89. But the far as what I was saying was, uh, a lot of the martial arts is, is I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to put anybody down, but it's, a lot of it is fantasy. You know, a lot of the techniques, uh, just re- repetitive, but a lot of the, the repetitive techniques are really not useful. Right. It looks very pretty. You right. Know? Like, sure. I'm not trying to knock any martial art because no, I'm I, don't, I don't. I don't think you but are. It's, it's very, very pretty. Looks nice, but it's not effective. Look at my, what what these guys are doing in MMA. Those are effective. Sure. But you know, even MMA has rules. Right. But in in real life, if you are like a, a undercover operatives, let's say if you're in North Korea, if you're doing some uh, underwater demolition work, or you know, you're spying on the on North Korea or you know whatever country. Yeah, everything goes. Biting. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no rules. Sure. So, like, in MMA, you got these gloves. I don't know how many ounces. I've used those gloves before. You can't do very much with those gloves. Right. The only thing you could do is choke. But in reality, you could use your fingers, you know, to poke in the eyes. You could do all kinds of stuff, you know, which, uh, which I was taught, you know, from my father. And a lot of stuff we didn't teach until you become a black belt, you know? Yeah. Because you don't want to teach all the kids how to, you know, this is, you know, fighting. This is, it's not fighting. It's it's real. But you know, kids don't understand it. And most 
adults don't understand it you know, until you get to be a black belt level. Then, then you, you, there's got to be a difference between a color belt and a black belt. Sure. Know? And what distinguishes, and, and we do. And the, the difference is that, yeah, now you're serious, you know. Uh, how we compare it to uh, uh, human evolution is, you know, when you're a color belt, you, you, you learn to crawl. Right. You know, but when you, when you are a black belt, you just, you, now you're learning to walk. Gotcha. I didn't say you run, but you, you're learning to walk. Okay, cool. So, so it's, it's that stage. So it's just the beginning right. of really your journey, black belt. Okay. Because every, black belt doesn't mean you know, everybody think, oh, you, you could kick my butt, this and no, it's not like that. It, it, everybody uses a different um, gauge or barometer of what's, what, you know, which color should denote expertise in this area, that area. But um, black belt means that you, you it, number one, the most important is discipline and respect. Right. That's what, that means you pretty much have that packed down. That, that's it. It doesn't mean you're an expert. Everybody says, oh, you're a black belt, so you must, you could kick everybody. No. No. That's what everybody thinks. That if you're a black belt, you could kick everybody's butt and you're the best. No, it's, it's not like that. Right. It, it's a beginning, actually, stage of really learning. Right. That's when we start really teaching you. Okay. You know, and, um, well, that's an awesome segue. You said that's just the beginning, but this is also just the beginning of this episode because we're going to press pause because we have to go yeah. and take care of something, correct? Yeah. So through the power of technology, you won't even realize how much time goes by, but we will be back <laughs> in a few minutes to continue this. See that? It's like we never even left. No, we never did. <laughs> and we technically didn't even leave. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so becoming a black belt is basically like... Now you just learn to stand up. Absolutely. Right. And I guess, so like, you got so many degrees, and I guess they'll be, like, running. You know, you, you can actually run. So, right. Yeah. So how is, I mean, like I said, like, I really don't, but it's just a few questions that just pop, on my, pop up into my head as we're having a conversation. Craig, you started, you kind of you had no choice but to. No. You had no choice. No. It's like, you were born into the Kang family, and it was like. You're doing this. That's it. We're little kids. And that's it. Yeah. My older brother, well, he used to go to Incheon, in, uh, which is a city, I don't know, maybe half an hour to an hour bus ride. So he was like five, six years old. We all started around five, four, five. This years. is all in Korea. In Korea. Right. I mean, South even Korea. Now, even, yeah, even now they all start at that age, even in Korea. Yeah. Right. Everybody starts, I mean, right in America as well, they start them off very young. Some of them two years old. My daughter started when she was two. Wow. Because she yeah, she was able to pick up things like really my son used to play around a yeah. lot so he was a very playful child <laughs> so yeah he, he started when he was four because he was playing most of the time whereas my daughter at two two years old she like she understood everything really oh she memorized like movements and she memorized all of them yeah and she's, what is she now oh in the forest belt she right with the black belt and yeah she stopped like, nine years ago nine. 89, uh, nine years ago. That's okay. when I was diagnosed with cancer, right? That's when I stopped everything. Ah, uh, okay. And I, we used to travel to Brooklyn every day. We just stopped. Okay. Yeah. So how old were you when you received your first, earned your first black belt? Um, I believe I was 12 or 13. Okay. Now that picture that I have on the flyer that I created. I was 14. You were 14 and you were black belt. Those are most of my, my trophies but in, the, in that picture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, good old days. Yeah. Good old days. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, 
crazy pictures of you from like like way back then. So like, remember, I used, I, used, I was a, a camera person. I used to take pictures of my brothers. Right. Because I was into photography. So that's why there's no good pictures of me. I only have good pictures of my family. There's some crazy pictures of you. Like, I'm going to use one for the, for the fly. I'm going to have to... I always make two flyers. So the one when when this the day that this comes out I'll put up another fly but actually off, like in a, in a little bit there's a specific picture of you that I want to see if you actually have it but um anyway um so you came to America when 1969 in 69 and December that's 22nd of 69 yeah. there's my father came first in February of 2000 I mean not 2000 <laughs> uh 1969. Okay. And then we came later on. Okay. Uh, in December of two, uh, 1969. Right. Because I remember there was... I didn't go to that school. I was actually... There was a tournament that I that I went to. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a trophy. Yeah. That was in the Avenue U School upstairs. Right. So that was opened in 69, though. That one, actually, we opened up in... Uh, my father opened up his first club at the um, Sailors Union... Um, gym, gymnasium, and uh, on Seventh Avenue, uh, I guess it would be considered Park Slope. I guess. Okay. Um, he was well back in the old days. Uh, my father didn't speak that great, great of English, and uh, Asians didn't have much of a job, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he was actually he got a job as a cleaning man, and this this is a true story. Okay. And uh, so he was, it was I, I was there, so I remember very well. Uh, it was like yesterday. Uh, so he was a cleaning man, and. Um, after you will clean up and he'll hit the bags. Right. And they heard, I know, I know how my father hits. When he hits a bag, it sounds like, literally like a gun going off. Right. And like everybody like came surrounded and said, what, what, what are you doing? What is that? I've never seen anything like that before. He goes, no, this is, this is my style. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a grandmaster. And right. so people goes, uh, his name was George Rapal. I remember, I remember very well because we brought a present from, uh, from Korea. Um, he was very nice, very generous. My father, he'll pay my father to teach the sailors. You know, really? Sailors like a like a union building where they have you know they could do weightlifting. They have a big boxing gym in the middle. Mm-hmm. So my father would teach them, and uh, he'll he'll pay him uh, his regular salary. I believe it was sixty nine dollars a week. Wow. Yeah, which was a lot of money. Sure. Mean, a lot of money. But it was a lot of money back then. But that's just like. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that that's a we we all came sixty nine. So I, it was my mom and my my two other brothers. So okay. Yeah. So when when you, when your father came here, was he, was he already a tenth degree black belt? No, he was a ninth degree. Okay. And um. And that's he, what you are right now. Right. I'm and your degree. other two brothers are also both yeah, ninth. They're both ninth degree, right? Okay. And ninth degree uh, is. It, it it's normally by experience because a lot a lot of his honorary degree and uh, it's it's not so much uh, like you have to fight for it. I think you heard those terms, but no. Yeah. Uh, if you have over thirty five years of experience, that's considered like around eighth degree, ninth degree. That that's normal. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I met you, you were when when, when I signed well, I up, like six, you were six. six. Yeah. And yeah, even now, no, numbers don't really mean too much because it's really, you know, how you feel and numbers are just. So that you want to be above your students, because some of my students are like, you know, as a matter of fact, they're eighth degree. So, yeah. you know what, I cannot be eighth degree and uh, teach somebody who's an eighth degree, who's been practicing. Like I have this uh, Grandmaster Cologne. He's been practicing, well, probably longer than I have. He was, he's a Vietnam veteran, and he's been practicing. 
I met him in 1974, and I still know him very well now. So I see him on like the Coupe Maguire. Oh yeah, I see see him. Yeah, he's 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 a great yeah he's a great warrior. He's a great great master, grandmaster. So now I have to be above him because you know I I do have more experience than he does. Right. So so uh, you know my father promoted promoted me to a ninth degree. Okay. Yeah, that's how it really works. All right, so 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 he opened up the. All right, so he went from right in the gym. Then the uh, gym people too. people said, "Listen, you, you got to open up a school." You know, all the guys were you know, practicing at the uh, sailors' union. So he opened up his first school was on 14th Street on Neck Road. Okay. Yeah, it was on the uh, next to Tony's uh, butcher. So you you'll see the the the. Uh, I, I was watching. Was what was that? Oh. With De Niro film, with, when he was a bus driver. A Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale, yeah. They took that movie Which right there. Which is right there, yeah. yeah. So it's not, they, there's like one scene in that whole movie that actually takes place in the Bronx. Yeah. Everything else is in Brooklyn. Right, right there. Right, right, right there. there. Nick Road. <laughs> yeah. So that, we stayed there uh, on, for three years, and the school was just packed. Right. So we had to move uh, one, two blocks, I think, to Avenue U, on the second floor on uh, 14th Street. And that was 4,000 uh, 4, square feet. Right. So yeah, that that's when we started. Just I mean, we knocked the it was a factory, knocked it out, and uh, we put up a humongous gym. It was yeah. We, we would teach on on a regular basis. Um, I guess up to about a hundred people per class. Yeah, I remember. We'll have three full classes. Yeah, and that's a big big gym, right? You remember sure. how big it was, right? Sure, yeah. absolutely. I won a couple of trophies in yeah. that room. That, yeah. that was that was a great school, and that is still very very. People will still remember, you know, us with that school. Yeah. Right? Then my brother moved it up to, uh, it's, right now it's on past Notion Avenue. It's still on Avenue. It's on the first floor. Okay. It's still there. but uh, Wasn't he on Sheepshead Bay Road or something for a little there's bit? An, no, there's another one there as well. Okay. Yeah, th- that school is run by Master Marr. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a great, great master. Okay. Yeah, I taught him as well. Yeah, he's, he's really great. Nice. Some of the, the best, you know. Great memories, yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's Billy Moore, Master Moore. He's okay. great. So yeah, because well, obviously I was only I was only in the Avenue school a couple of times, but mm-hmm. obviously when did you went on my own. When did you go on your own to open up the school on Flatlands Avenue? I well um nineteen It had to have been like eighty what, eighty six? Eighty seven I opened up. But before that I was actually I, I moved to after the college my wife and I will move to Seattle because uh, I had a job out there. And um, I, I literally, my apartment was maybe, I, I could say maybe 20 steps from Microsoft. I don't know. I had no idea what Microsoft was. Right. I should have bought some stock back then. You should have, so, right? Yeah. I so, know. This, it's all I those things. right there. You could have you bought stock and yeah. a little bit of Apple maybe back yeah. then, you know? So that, that's uh-huh. Bellevue. That's Bellevue and Washington State. It was, I mean, it's beautiful, but... I was just barely, you know, making ends meet, you know, because everything was expensive. Uh, it's, it's a great, great town. Now it's, it's it's one of the top, top areas to live in, Bellevue, Washington. It's just beautiful. Right. But I, I was working there, and I also opened up a school there as well. Okay. And so I... Uh, oh, I, didn't, see, I, didn't, I, didn't, I never did yeah, that either. Yeah, because I, I have to do something. So right. I would teach at nighttime. I would work in the day, and I, I would teach at nighttime. Then my younger brother called me from Brooklyn, said that you know it's it's too much work because the school is you know it's huge, and so I was eighty four, 
I didn't realize that when I signed up that you were pretty much brand new there that same yeah. year. Yeah. My brother was 21 when he took over that school. He was 21 years old. He, he ran the Avenue School. The Avenue School, yeah. right. So he, it's too much for a 21-year-old. And yeah. that's, you know, so he probably, he probably had, uh, to be honest, I guess, four or five hundred students. Right. Yeah. So. And he's 21. 21 years old. That's, yeah. So he was stressing out. So he said, listen, I want you to come back, you know. Stay with me, you know, help me out. I said, yeah, of course, I'll come back. So, yeah, I just left all my stuff in uh, Seattle, um, and I came back. My wife and I, we flew back, and I started teaching uh, for, for the school, but then it wasn't, it was okay. Then my brother wanted me to go on my own, so I used to uh, look for, you know, different areas in New Jersey, New York. Then I finally settled in Canarsie. So I opened that up in uh, April of uh, 1987. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was probably a couple of months. I think it was like that summer. Yeah, and when I well, I, we we started pre-signing in, in March. Okay. And because we just started trying to put down the floors or our acoustic floors, so that you know that we don't make too much noise. Yeah, because underneath was like it was like a, a clothing, a clothing store. store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those women said, in there must have been going nuts. The building <laughs> was built awful. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was sixty terrible. people jumping and oh yeah. my god, breaking boards and sparring and yelling. <laughs> I think. Uh, a month before I opened up the school, I already pre-signed and paid. I think we had about 40 students already. Really? Yeah. So while we're doing construction, we already signed up 40 students. So by the time we, you remember when, when sure. I opened up, forget it. School was, it was the hottest school in all of Brooklyn. There's yeah. no other school. And, and that was 87. Then I remember the, these folks coming up the stairs with the kid. They say, oh, you know, I would like to learn from you. You, you do karate. I said, no, we don't do karate. It's like Taekwondo, but it was not Taekwondo. And I uh, said, okay, I would like to learn how much you charge, this and that. And those were actually people from Tiger Shulman to find out how I was doing business. Really? Yeah. They, they, and, yeah, they were just spying on, you know, yeah. spying on us. Because I saw them at the tournament with Tiger Shulman. I said, oh, it was you. Ah, I they, they blew said, it yeah, on cover. Know, I, I, I said, oh, it was you, boy. Oh, you guys are spies, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, I mean, he Tiger Shimon opened up in uh, Long Island. This is 87. So I opened up in April, uh, April 1st. He must have opened up probably towards the end of end of that year, 87. So, yeah, we have something in common. Yeah. And, yeah. But, I, remember, I remember there was like the neighborhood there was other schools oh yeah, yeah and there was always like you know like that that rivalry that beef i guess you would it, say it was always the guy it was something was wrong with the person you know, yeah it was just like we know, won't mention him but i think yeah, we both yeah it was we just know. jealous that the my school was packed i mean he he you know he taught every of course tell everybody that he teaches a role fighting artists and that i'm sure he did right but you know people were more you know People were interested in what I was doing because it was totally different. Yeah. You know, Kalasi, I, I, I always loved Kalasi because I, I saw the demonstrations at South Shore High School back in the, yeah. I believe in the early 70s, I saw the demonstrations. So uh, when, when we opened up, and I mean, there's so many different types of martial art and somehow, I'm not saying we're the best, but it clicked. A lot of people really liked what we taught, yeah. you know? And we, we, yeah, we didn't uh, beat around the bush. We're trying to, you know... Uh, uh, market ourselves and trying to like babysit it. We never did that. We just did. We just taught traditional, traditional way of martial art that was effective, serious. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, we. we it but it was, was fun hit. at the same time. It was a hit. Yeah, oh, we, it was, we, had, we had fun there. It was Halloween parties and oh, all that stuff. I didn't have kids back then, so. <laughs> yeah. I remember, yeah, my wife loved you. I remember that. Yeah, Peggy so was the best. That's Jimmy with those blue, blue eyes, blue eyes. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Peggy was always awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember that. I remember that very well. I'm sure. Uh, I'm a Joe, I, I talk to Joe DeBlasio all the time. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he saw that. Yeah, I he still lived next door. Him, his brother, right next door. Yeah, they used to I come remember that. every day. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Besides beating up the neighborhood kids, but he used to always come up and practice. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. that. Of course. And all the other guys, Sammy Flaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have his knife. He gave me. A, he brought me a, a switchblade from Brazil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a Brazilian Jew, so we used to go to Brazil every summer. And bring you back a knife. Bring me back. Oh, a switchblade. <laughs> now you can't bring yeah. that on board anymore. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah, everybody's. You, you know, they would bring me different gifts when they go. Yeah, it was really, really nice. You know. Yeah. I think that's probably the, one of the reasons, to be honest, why we had kids so late. And yeah, yeah. I only have two kids. <laughs> right. Well, listen, you were busy. You were yeah. having fun. It was, it was good stuff yeah, going I on. I considered everybody, yeah, my, our kids. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Good, good old days. And kids were very respectful. You know? Sure. Not, yeah. not, not, you know, nowadays. Uh, I don't, I don't you you just ask for a headache oh. if you get back into that kind of stuff. I mean, I taught a lot of kids, the younger kids, right before I got sick. Mm. Yeah, the kid, it, it wasn't the same. There was very little discipline. Um, and the discipline really starts at home, and people don't sure. understand that. So I could, you know, I see mothers and and sons and daughters. They arguing with each other. They're hitting each other. Kids will hit the mothers, and they they look at me like said, "Oh, please do something." But I can't. I can't hit the kids. No, I can't grab the kids. I'm not allowed to do that. So I said, right. you know, like, can you do it? Yeah, you're and the they, parent. Afraid, like, right? They're afraid, and they're crying. Say, please do something. I said, listen, there's nothing I could do. I mean, yeah, I know what I could do, but I'm not going to do it on the child. Right. So I remember these parents. Oh, it's it's a fiasco. I remember. I'm so sure. yeah, the discipline to me that's the most important. In anything in life, you have to be discipline, meaning um, taught what's right and wrong, you know, early, sure, in the early age. Not so much, you know, much later teenagers. These, these are kid, kids, kids, uh, teenagers. They're they're abusing their parents right in front of me. Like, what are you gonna do? You know, like, uh. they're like challenging me. It's like you know. You have no idea, kid. You, you have no idea. Yeah, so it's just, I, mean, I was watching this. It was so sad, you know. Like, if I was a mother, I would, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. Or the father, I would do something. But, uh, yeah. But I didn't see it. Back then, the Canarsie was not like that. Kids were very respectful. You remember that. I remember, very sure. Very, very serious. And technically, they were really, really good. I'm yeah. just being very honest. Yeah. You guys were fighters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scared. We would be beating each other up. We were sparring classes. It was breaking mm. boards. And it was... You know what, what always... Do you remember the adult classes? Yeah, of these course. Guys are, oh I was... I, was, I, was I, I took some adult classes. These guys were crazy. I mean, I had to put bars around the windows. I don't know if you remember. Because these guys were literally trying to kill each other. Throw, throw each other out the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I said, oh, my God. I remember all that, too. I can't stop these guys. These guys are bigger than me. I can't stop these guys. Right, but they, but they were doing their yeah. thing. And it was, there was no problems. Um, you know what I mean? It was like, we're training and we're serious. It I could fun. be 100% honest and say that none of my black boys ever got beat up. Period. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's a good little notch to have. Yeah. Like, I remember who... I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I rem, I used to always, every once in a while, in your office, in the Canarsie School, you had, like, the bookshelf or whatever, or the shelf, and you had the VHS tapes of all of the tests. Right. And the dates and stuff. I still have them. 
I gave you the thing, but it doesn't work, does it? The converter. No, no. it needs a it needs a remote control. I have it right there. Yeah, it needs a remote control. Ah, oh. you got to. What happened over here uh, during? Uh, I used to borrow them all the time, only to watch the demonstrations that you and your brothers and everybody used to do. I still have them. Believe it or not, I have them. I would love to be able to see them again. No, it's okay. Hi. Hello. I'm sorry. No, don't be. Don't don't say sorry. Okay. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, um, I still have them. And what happened was, uh, I would love. I, I would store them in in the garage because I, I, I mean, literally thousands and thousands of them. And um, when I moved to here, do you remember the storm, Sandy? Of course. Yeah. So it flooded the entire garage. So I had, I mean, they're not damaged. I had to lift them up and move it out of the way. So it's it's a real mess. But I was able to salvage. Yeah. All, I still have them. I would not throw them out. Oh, I don't know man. how to. I would love to be able to convert them and just really? watch them again. I would love to. Are you kidding me? You were, I, I'll probably give them to you so you could. You, there, there's dates on them. I know. Yeah. There was certain one. I, I don't remember them now, but I remember I would walk into your office and I would ask you if I could borrow it, and you would let me borrow it, take it yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I would take them, and because as a kid, I mean, I was 11, 12 years old, and I don't know what test it might have been, but yeah. you know, you guys are doing demonstrations, and you know, there's. You know, people are breaking, you know, six boards by yeah. jumping through the air, jump, turn it back side, kicks this and that. It was crazy. Yeah. It was, you know, you was a fight. And, and as a little kid, that was like... Fascinating. That, that was, was like superhero <laughs> yeah. stuff, man. You know? <laughs> Those are real boards because a lot of times... Oh, you, you know, see the boards now? They're yeah, like really nah. thin. No, these were like three quarters of an inch. Because you know, they're being tested, not me. So I want to make sure that they, you know, they really could do it. For yeah. Me. You know... They said that one inch board is equivalent to uh, one one rib, you know, right. breaking one rib. Yeah, and it's probably right. And that's what we were breaking. Now yeah. we were breaking oh, yeah, inch you boards. Are, like you said, you're breaking five, six of them all, man. Yeah, you guys were dangerous. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> we were, yeah, there was like, there was certain. I, I wish I remembered everything. I remember a lot of stuff, but not everything. But there was certain for each. Belt. There was certain requirements. There was your right. whatever your form it was, your kicking combination. Mm-hmm. You had to do all your stretching and all that stuff, and then your self defense. But then there was also a specific criteria you had to meet as far as breaking. Yeah, absolutely. And you had you had leeway when it came to a couple of things on how many boards you had to do. Right. But as you got up more, like it was like a minimum of like whatever a hand technique or whatever or a ridge right. hand or something, but a minimum of two boards or more. Right. You know, as you, as you, yeah, right. As you, on age, yeah. also on age. Yeah. But I remember, like, I was nervous, and I don't remember what belt I was doing, but I had a problem with one of my jump kicks or something like that, and I kept on cracking my toes, and I was like so <laughs> yeah. embarrassed, and I'm just like, oh my god! But I got so mad, and then I, I I got it, and then I turned around, and we did. It was um, what do you call it when you don't hold the boards with both hands? You're just holding three boards. Oh, with speed! That's a speed. That's a very speed hard. break. Yeah. But I did a three board, uh, a three board speed break with a ridge hand, and I went that's... right through it because I was so mad and frustrated and embarrassed because I was messing up my kick. But then I was just so mad. I was almost in tears. I was so mad. I turned around and I cracked, and and, and I was satisfied. That that's equivalent to like breaking a a, a piece of brick. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't know, fourteen. Yeah. You guys were like... 13, 14? Yeah. That was a chubby kid, was, too. Yeah, those are serious, serious boards. We, yeah, nowadays, yeah, it's like cheap 
pine. But back yeah. in the old days, those are real boards. Mm-hmm. You know? I used to harass my stepfather all the time. I need, I need to go to the lumberyard. I have to go to the lumberyard. Why do you need lumberyard? Why do you need lumber? I need to go. You're just going to break them. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. Load up the whole trunk with wood. <laughs> oh, good old days. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I still give testings and stuff. You know, like, since I don't have a school, I do go out to uh, give testings at my students' clubs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I still keep the the requirement. Requirements doesn't change. It actually got harder. Right. Know? So, well, yeah. I'm sure. Because you know, like, if you are, I forgot what age group. Yeah, you have to break maybe an inch wood. But as you, let's see, if you're a teenager, you have, a minimum is two boards. You know? And if you are like, uh, I don't know, eighteen and up, you have to break three three pieces. Of, so yeah, it did. Yeah, it is hard. I, I remember that. I, yeah, I didn't remember the exact requirements, but I remember there was a certain point. Within the ranking system that you had to do, it was right. a minimum of a specific amount of boards. And a lot of times we used to use bricks. I, I used to use bricks as well. But the thing with bricks is, uh, it, you just there's no consistency. You know, some bricks are hard. They call cinder blocks. Some cinder right. blocks are hard. Some some are soft. It's not because we. I heard that some masters or people they bake them. I don't know about the truth of that, but uh, a lot of times it's not it has nothing to do with that. Some of them are just soft. Some are very hard. Right. So yeah. They, so there's no consistency, so we stop using them. Right. Yeah. But we stuck to the boards. We still do boards. Yeah. I remember. It, it was probably around eighty. You probably remember specifically, yeah. but I don't know why this. For some weird reason, it like I could be like at work or whatever, and for some odd reason, it'll pop in my head for no reason whatsoever. Where'd you go? You went on vacation from the Canarsie school. You went on vacation, whatever, and you got into a really bad accident. Motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I remember you I came back. Oh, yeah. I and I remember you came back and uh, you you were really tan, but then somebody had cracked it. I remember this. Well, most of my skin was missing. And yeah, somebody yeah. was like, yeah, well, he had a tan, but he kind of lost most of it because you were like shredded. Yeah. So you were young and a little bit crazy. My wife and I, yeah, were in the Bahamas because we re- really took vacation because yeah, we because of the school and uh, I was there probably two three days. Yeah, and I was running, you know, riding the bike, and the gardeners were like hosing down. I was stupid anyway, and I tried to downshift and it, it got stuck, so I couldn't downshift. So I couldn't slow it down. I just hit the brake. I should have never touched the brake. So uh. I just yeah, I just. Went and sideways, you, took all my skin off on the leg and uh, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, for some reason, that sticks out in my that, head vividly. Uh, I was I was a stupid kid anyway. Even when I was younger, I used to do that with because I never knew how to ride a bicycle. Right? My really? Parents, yeah, because I was reckless always. Yeah. So my father, uh, my mother, they would never buy me a bicycle. So I would borrow a neighbor's bicycle. I used to ride them and and go I get, sh- destroy yourself. I didn't know how to ride it, but I noticed that if you go really fast, you could stay on it. Right. Yeah. So I, I did that, <laughs> but I didn't know how to turn at that speed, you know. So right. I would crash into a fence. All my fingers broken and cut up, and that was it. Happened all the time. Yeah. It was like almost a weekly stuff back then. I yeah. was really stupid. <laughs> Even went... with cars, I was the same thing. <laughs> Reckless. Yeah. That's funny. Good old days, you know. Yeah. So you had mentioned. All right. How, how would I segue? I guess. So you had the the, the Flatlands school, the the Canarsie school for how long? Oh, it's still there. I moved it up uh, because the uh, well, the, the the school upstairs. Right. I, uh, two thousand. Uh, uh, it's still a karate school up there. No, no, no. No, it's okay. a church now. In, in uh, year two thousand, um, the owners, uh, the Danza. You remember the Danza family, right? The Tony Danza, his uncle. 
they sold it because they were old. Well, they had the supermarket. Right, the uh, Metsis. I forgot the name of the... Yeah. Yeah. And they, they owned the supermarket. They owned the building. I mean, the whole complex. And they were all getting old. And they, uh, they, were, they, were, they were selling it, which they didn't tell me until the last minute. So they selling. They said, oh, you got to talk to the new owner." You know, I said, "New owner." New owner. I was already uh, paying a lot of rent, uh, so you know what? I said, "Forget it." Second floor is not always the best because the guy next door would put uh, crazy glue into into my lock every day. I mean, I wanted to. I do remember some, that. It's it's that guy because his son was going to some other karate school and. He was jealous of us. That was happening early, also. It, it happened every day. It would happen every day. I so what I used to do is I used to torch it. I used to torch it, uh, trying to like loosen up the. Uh, but the Joe Joe DeBlasi lives next door to him, so he was trying to catch it. But yeah, we couldn't catch it. But it, he he was a moron. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I remember he, that happening. Some was a nice kid, but he would crazy glue every day. I come to school, open up the school. Crazy glue. So I crazy glue in the keyholes. Yeah, yeah. And I would just, I, I know it's him, but it's just like you know, I, I'm not, I'm not that type of person, you know. So it's just, I let it go and let it go. I say, you know what, first floor is probably better than second floor. Right. And also that you know that remember the stairs they were pretty pretty steep. Sure. So, um, so I was looking and on 96th Street, uh, Pagano Pagano Plaza, the Pagano family they owned, and uh, that was much bigger. Okay. So I rented that out. So the school's still there, believe it or not. Is it so really? I signed the lease back then in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Then when I had the Kanaisi School going on uh, 79th Street, yeah. I also opened up several other schools. I had um, Star City. I had a club there, which was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opened up a school on Flatbush Avenue. I forgot. By Avenue P on Flatbush. Okay. I had another school on Mill Basin next to the uh, the bowling alley. Mill Basin. Um then I also bought a school from one of my 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 friends, um, and on on Bay Parkway, sixty sixth Street, across the street from McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. I actually on Bay this, Parkway. On Bay Parkway. Okay. It's on the second floor. There's a grocery downstairs. I bought that. Uh, I actually paid a lot of money because I thought that you know what, the location was important, and uh, I bought that look. Uh, I bought the school from this this guy I knew. Yeah. So I had at one point uh, one time I had five schools. Really? Yeah, and they all, I closed them all down one at a time because the guys that were working for me, they were not doing the right job. Right. Yeah, they're goofing off and, you know, they yeah, I mean, I should have known better, you know. They're not very serious. Yeah. Like, they were you know, hanging out with girls instead of teaching and whatever they were doing, yeah. Because, right. you know, you got five different locations. Sure. I thought that's the right way to do it, you know, just take over the whole area. Yeah. All, all over Brooklyn. My younger brother didn't like it because he was in Sheepshead Bay and he was on Avenue U. Right. He said, oh, why are you coming to my territory? Territory? He said, I opened up a school. <laughs> yeah. Good family. It's, it's, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's why I don't like my brother anyway. Okay. Um, you want yeah. to get into that? And, and, yeah, and absolutely. All that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what, what to ask or whatever, so well, I no, guess you I'm, just I'm go. Really, yeah, I'm honest because I think, I think it's, it's a great outlet. And I know sometimes uh, family dirt should not be, but I mean, I could say it in a nicer way, I guess. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, colon and liver cancer, in two thousand nine. So that's uh, Jesus nine years ago. Yeah. So I had stage four. I was yeah. My wife told me later on that I was given five months to live. And you didn't even know that, but she knew. I didn't know. She knew. She would cry all the time, and I had no idea why. I was a dummy. <laughs> but well, thing is, well, you I were no sick, idea. and you've yeah. been you've been together forever. So yeah, we've been. My wife and I have been together right now. She was 19. 
20, 37 years. Jesus. Yeah. You remember, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how long ago it was. Yeah, I remember. And, um, yeah, so I was diagnosed. And it was, it was I mean, it was a horror show. Of course, you know, man. My, my daughter was, I think she was young. She's probably like six years old. My son just finished his first year of college. He was going to Fordham, Fordham University. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty much hard. So, 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 I mean, to be honest, I, I know how you can survive a cancer. It's, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, your fortitude or this and that. It, it's really about what type of insurance you have, um, which, which is yeah. very sad. Yeah. You know, if you have poor, bad insurance, you, to be honest, most of you will not survive. Not unless you have some great genes, but no. I had fantastic, because, you know, I was always sick, you know, even as a child. So I always had good insurance. I spent a lot of money on insurance. I think I was spending about $1,600 a month just on insurance. Oh, so I had great policy. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a lot of money back then and now. Um, so I had good insurance. So I said, you know what, let's let's do this fast, you know. So, you know, and the, even the doctors said, you know, you, you got you to gotta move on. You're stage four. You don't, you know. Most people don't survive. Yeah. So I went to uh, right here. Uh, it's called Cancer Center of New Jersey. It's right here. Don't ever go there. They'll kill you. I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah, I went there. There's don't go to cancer, what, the Cancer Center of New Jersey? Yeah. Avoid the, it like the plague. Oh, they're, they're such liars. Well, uh, it was, I remember, I shouldn't say the doctor's name, but what they said was, listen, uh, what do you want? What is that, what do you really want? What the hell said, kind of said, question is that? Yeah, I said, well, what, well, yeah, what does that I even mean? kids. So, well, basically, you, you don't have a chance. That's what she was trying to say, you know? I don't want to say the doctor's name. It's a lady doctor. She's very famous. So, well, you know, you really don't... It's, it's just about quality of life, how you, how you want to end your life. You know, it's not about, you know, if you're going to make it, no. You know, she was very, very upfront, and my wife started crying, you know. Then, uh, then they also brought in a liver surgeon, cancer liver surgeon. He was a nice young man. He said, well, I'm going to cut your liver over here. I'm going to cut you there, this and that. I said, okay. Sounds really nice. But yeah, both sounds of them, great. Both, both of them offered, like, no, you, you're not going to survive this, but, you know, we'll try to, you know, I guess keep you alive as long as you can. That's what it sounded like to me. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, it, it was tough. So we uh, contacted our friends, and uh, my kid's godmother's a nurse. You remember Liz? Bobby, Jerry, McCaffrey. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The blonde lady. Yes. Yeah. And um, she... I don't know how I remember that stuff, but for some reason I yeah. do. And Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she contacted a friend who's a doctor, and she said, you know what? There's a doctor in New Jersey. He's an oncologist. Go see him. See what he says. You know? So we had to put a like, move on really quick because you, you don't... You know, every day counts, you know? So sure. So to see him, he goes, listen, I can't really help you, but I know the guy who's the best in the world. And he's at the Sloan Kettering. His name is Dr. Fong. And uh, he does not see patients. <laughs> what good is it? Yeah, really? He goes, but let me, let me put a call in and see. He might, you know, maybe he has a chance just to see you. I said, okay. And he happens to be actually uh, Steve Jobs' uh, doctor. Really? When he was uh, going through cancer. Yeah, he, that's actually Steve Jobs' doctor. But Steve Jobs uh, proceeded not to do chemo. Remember, he wanted to just do yes. a natural way, this and that. Me, I, I, you know, I understand all that, but for me, I was given, I wasn't given that much time. 
Right. So I had to move, uh, get a move on. So I said, you know what? Let's um, let's see who could help me. And he called. He said, listen, I have because I was in somewhere near Paramus, and he goes, uh, I just called. I just spoke to Doctor Fong. He said, you, if you come now, he'd come and see you. So I, from there, my wife and I we drove straight to Sloan Kettering. And he was the nicest man. And yeah, he's the one. Uh, him and there was another doctor, Doctor Kim, in uh, Mount Sinai. He was he was actually a Taekwondo uh, master as well. Really? Before he was a, a, a surgeon, hmm. a cancer surgeon. And uh, he what what I saw oh, these guys. I found great doctors. Like I said, I had great insurance. So Doctor Kim performed the colon. It's called colon resection. They cut out most of the colon that are cancerous. Then I recovered. He said, "Yeah, you only have four weeks to recover." Then the next surgery is gonna start. So from there, they did a biopsy. Then I went from there straight to Sloan, and so I pretty much didn't heal. So I went to Sloan, and uh, he said, "Listen, I went in. Uh, this because I have vessel issues because I had injuries from years back. So we couldn't get to, you know, we couldn't cut out the liver or this and that. There was a lot of problems. So he goes, I use my technique. It's called ablation. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's you burn it, you burn it, and he used microwave." And now that this is back nine so years ago, so you burnt your liver up, burnt the microwave, yeah, the, wow. the parts parts that had cancer, and now it's a standard procedure now. Really? Yeah, it's a standard uh, uh, way of uh, getting rid of cancer, and especially at Sloan Kettering. So he, uh, he was able to save my these guys. Then I did chemo, six months of chemo, so that's twelve rounds of chemo, and I went. Did you lose test. all your hair and stuff too? No. So yeah, then, you don't even have one gray hair, nothing. No, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Oh, then, um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I went, uh, after that, uh, I got tested and my cancer came back. Oh. So now they, they, they were more, more aggressive. So this, I went to the same doctor, Dr. Kim in Mount Sinai. He cut most of the colon off. He said, listen, either that or I, I could put a bag, you know, you could wear a bag. I oh, said, listen, yeah, can I? I said, do what you can. Do what you can. I mean, I don't. I don't care if I have to live with a bag. I'll do it. You know. Um, so he said, okay. Then when I when I came out of the surgery, he said I was able to save most of it. You know, so you you don't have to wear a bag, but you will be in the bathroom quite often. Right. I said, okay, that's no problem. Right, said, whatever, that's yeah. fine. So then, uh, uh, from then on, yeah, the liver was okay. So from then on, I did uh, another six months of uh, chemo. So another twelve rounds of chemo. Which was so aggressive, I was I was very very sick. I mean, I was extremely sick. Yeah, that's uh, when I lost all my hair. Like my, I just it just pulled right out. They were all, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I was living pretty much next to the bathroom because no. I couldn't drink water. So I was skinny as I don't. Know. I have pictures of myself, but I <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. But they saved my life, you know. Yeah. So I'm. Well, it seems like you're doing years. great. I mean, it's you... nine years. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. it's. If you wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have had and any. So any at that time, at that time, my, well, this is talking. You know, my younger brother said, "You know what? Oh, you get better." You know, he actually picked me up in his car at, at Mount Sinai. He goes, "You know, you know, concentrate on getting better. You know, um, take care of yourself and try to heal and see if you could, you know, you could come out of this." So, so I sound like great words. This is my brother, my younger brother. Yeah. So he goes, "Listen." Um, I would like to give your school to one one of his top students because he actually teaches in uh, Manhattan School. He has got a school in Tribeca. He still does, and he's a top. Your instructor. brother, yeah. Okay. So his top instructor there. I don't want. I don't want to say his name, and I'm sure they they could sort of surmise who it is. 
And um, he said, you know what? I pay him this much. I pay this guy this much a month. I'll pay you. Just give me the school. I'll pay you that every month. Because you know, I have mortgage and whatever, this and that. Right. I said, okay. I mean, I, I, I was, come on, I was in the days. I couldn't even walk. So I said, okay. I said, okay, do do what you got to do. Yeah. You could, you could have the school, but yeah, pay me so that I could pay my bills. You know, So I, I do have kids. Yeah. So. Who are his nieces and who's his nephew and niece? Yeah. But the story <laughs> is, I didn't know. The story is that he was, uh, he told my, he's, he's actually a multimillionaire, I'm going to be honest. He told my wife that he had some money. And he stopped paying, uh, he, he didn't pay my wife. So, Not a dime. So I lost, I lost my house. I lost my business. And he, the reason why I lost the business is because he had this this guy sign a lease with the new owner. There was a new owner that came in, in the interim. And he made, yeah, so I don't have the lease with that new owner while I was sick. Right. So, yeah, so now, I mean, I, legally, I don't have the rights to it. Wow. So I lost the school. Yeah, I mean, he, this guy is a schemer, you know. This is, yeah. So that's, that's how I lost my school. I lost my house. Yeah, and... Why I'm living here in a rental. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And why my you know, my kids lost their rooms and they lost all their toys. Or whatever. I mean, that, that's well, it's, sentimental well, stuff. But well, I mean, no, it's not sentimental stuff. That's your children. And, that's, is, and that's, that's a huge thing. This is fair. Yeah, sometimes I like to say it because it's to get it off my, you know, I've, instead of doing the... the extreme, you know, it's better to just talk about it, I think. I'm getting too old where I'm going to take action. Right. Yeah, and that's it. He has nothing to say for himself. Oh, I don't nothing. talk to him because you cannot put me in the same room together with him because you know something's something's gonna happen. Yeah. So I don't, and it's you know for me I just avoid it, and you know, yeah. and the, the reason why I, I took care of my mother and my father, my mother lived with me for thirty, I don't know, thirty some odd years, and I, I like I don't have my mother because she still talks to him because really? that's her baby. Because he's what, the youngest. He's the youngest. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot, not just me, I'm sure a lot of other people have the same situation in their family where, you know, not everybody's kosher, you know. Right. It's an embarrassment, but uh, I'm not I'm not ashamed because I... Well, why, why, why would you be ashamed yeah, about it's anything? Just, but it's just... He took yeah. advantage. You, you he, yeah. he completely bamboozled you out of oh, your because, school and everything and while you were sick. Yeah. With... You yeah, didn't even, to, to your knowledge, you had four, four, stage four cancer with five months to live. Yeah. And he took advantage of it. Took that. advantage of it and pulled everything out from under you. Yeah, saying, you know, I'm sure I could get this for free. And he did get it for free. But he was already a successful guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had, he had a lot. He's of been work. successful ever since I. Since 21 years old, I told you. Right. He's been the multimillionaire since 21. Uh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, so that, I mean, uh, greed is greed has no limits. So and family, and he has like the squeaky clean reputation. No, he doesn't. But uh, well, amongst uh, amongst people who aren't in the know. Oh well, no, nah, I, I think should, everybody should know. I mean, I'm not ashamed. Right. Like I, I just I I like to go on with my life. You know, live a good life. Far as you know, being honest, you know. Sure. So it's just better to, to me, it's it's like therapy, self therapy, you know. Yeah. Imposed uh, therapy, but yeah, I, I I need to talk about it sometimes. I don't talk to nobody. I don't talk to my wife about it. Right. I do talk to my son. My son is twenty. He's gonna be twenty nine. So I do talk to my son. Yeah. My daughter's too young, so I really don't talk to her. Right. About things like that, but it, it's it's a uh, yeah. People people don't know like what happened to you. Why did you lose everything? Well. 
Then, well, here's yeah, the reasons if have, why. If you, have, if you have crooks in your family, yeah, but this does happen. And like, yeah, if you trust somebody, and if you're down and out, you know, not down and out, but it's just taking advantage of that. That that's, I don't know. Yeah. And what you about you? What about your father? What does he say about all this father, stuff? Nah, my well, my father's very well. My father is. Uh, he had multiple strokes, so he he's living in a nursing home now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I mean, he's been in a nursing home for the past, I say, about fifteen years. Really? Only person that he sees is me. On a regular basis, I will bring him cigarettes. I will bring him whiskey that he likes. Um. My older brother was just here last week, so he came to see his father for the first time in 10 years. Wow. Before his, his youngest son, never saw him, never saw his kids. He, so you, so your younger brother doesn't go visit your father? No. Wow. It's, it's embarrassing, but yeah. Yeah. Because he said... Listen, that, you have nothing to be embarrassed with. Oh, my, no. my, my, my family yeah, isn't nothing to no. be sneezed at either. No. I mean, but it, it's, you know, as a... Uh, I mean, we... we, we I don't. Uh, I guess we could say that we, as uh, far as the t- uh, Korean martial art goes, we're martial art royalty. My father is the highest uh, living uh, Korean martial artist in the world right now. Wow. Yeah, he's it's recognized as you know. You, you see it on Facebook too. Yeah. 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 As the there's the highest ranking. He's 89 in the world. So and there's three sons. We're all mass grandmasters. We're all grandmasters. Yeah. So we are very famous. Very famous family. And we have one embarrassment, you know. <laughs> wow. So yeah. And he's and but and he's the one that's mostly like in the public because he's oh, has he's, all the schools and everything. Yeah. So everybody thinks, "Ooh, he's a self-made man." Oh, he's he's a so what do you call? He's a schemer. He's a thief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's 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 a shame, man. It's, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. very embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Uh, yeah, I don't care who, who listens to it, you know, because it's just truth is truth. I'm know? sure. I'm sure that there's yeah. like, like you know, this will we'll share this on the yeah. other group page, and you will. And no, I the s- thing is, everybody, you know, the thing is, I I talked a lot, even my students, my black belts, you know, I talk to them all the time. He goes, "Oh, it is what it is. It happens. It does not happen. This this is this no. Is, to me, you think about it. If you if you had stage four cancer, then then you you, and you go through these chemo's and surgery after surgery, I seven surgeries altogether. And you were successful. Was, yeah, very successful. Right. And it's a, it's a, to me, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. You, you have to think about that. I mean, if, if that happened to you, what would you think? I had everything. I had everything. Yeah. You know? You know now, kids, now. family, you, yeah. you, you were well off. You had, and yeah, well, very well off. Yeah. And because I couldn't, you know, make the payments and this, I, I lost everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. So think about that. You know, how... It's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, yeah, but it's, a lot of people don't know know the details. They say, "Oh, what is wrong with him? He doesn't like martial arts. Doesn't want to teach. He doesn't want to do this." No, this, no that's this not the nothing. Case. Yeah, it's, it's it's like I just don't have the legal rights to the place. You know, the yeah. school's still there. I built it by hand. My son and I we built it. If you look inside the school, I built every piece of wood because it's, it's. I don't know if you ever seen pictures of it. I don't think so. You call, you saw the 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 show that my son made. The, show, the TV what's show, yeah, but what's it called? They, it's they, they taking a hit, taking a taking hit. a hit, and yeah, it's yeah. on Twitch. Twitch, right? Yes, and I saw. I saw you. So, if everyone listening, if you go to Twitch and you type in "taking a hit," this is Grandmaster Kang's son, who I never even met because I was yeah. out of the karate school before he was born, and he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight, going on twenty nine. Now he made the movie, and it's based on 
on our family life, you know, and how I was diagnosed with cancer and how he had to take over the school. I mean, it's just a fiction, you know. Right. But it's, it's based... based on, yeah, family. Right. And he's trying to... Like, he made the first pilot, which he's trying to sell right now. And uh, he has nine more that he already wrote, wrote the scripts to that, yeah. you know, he wants to make it. But, of course, you know... He has to shop it around. You were telling me, you, you were telling me over, you know, you know, through text that he was going to shop his pilot around or going somewhere right. with it or whatever. And so he's, he's a he's a number one supporter. Is uh, you probably you probably know from Friday the Thirteenth, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, from the Halloween movies, yeah. really? So, she, so she's a number one supporter. Yeah, she's a number one fan of my son. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, and he's he's a my, my son's a comedian also. So yeah. he's uh, he's he's a comic for I think about five six years already in New York. Okay, and he's he's always been acting since yeah. high school. So. Yeah, he. Um, you can take the call if you need to. No, it's my father. Um, because I saw you one time before I left the karate school. So I left the karate school in like '89, I think. Yeah. And then through the one good benefit about social media is to reconnect with people. And f- a little over four years ago, I reached out to you, and we met up at. Fox and Hound, the sports bar at the Menlo Park Mall. And I do have to apologize because that time frame in my life. It was bad, yeah. It was was pretty bad. You know, I was drinking a lot. I was still going through whatever I had to go through with my mother and everything. There's a lot of stuff that was going on. So I just want to apologize for for that. But it was was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it was great seeing you too. But I know that I was a little all over the place that day. But um, then, while we were sitting in there, you had mentioned to me that your son was managing the stand in right, New York City, right, the, right, comed- the, the the comedy place. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Though does but he still does he still work in there or anything like that? Right now, he's uh, he's waiting tables while he does uh, auditions, and um, it's so funny that he still a, does a lot of that. A lot of people. It seems like a lot of people do that, like when, when oh, yeah. like, uh, like actors or comedians, like what do they do? They wait tables because the the, the hours are very flexible, and, and they could. It, as a matter of fact, everybody that works at that restaurant is all actors, they're right? All so actors, you're still yeah. plugged in while you're making money, right. and, so and they, it makes it makes complete cover, sense. Yeah. They all cover each other's shift, and yeah, yeah, so, no, that's smart. They, no, well, that's yeah. why it happens that way. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, he's he's off to Vermont Film Festival on Wednesday morning. So nice. I, think, I think he's he's got a couple of I think I think he's got five or six interviews lined up with some of the networks, executives. So really, hopefully he's he's very close. Oh, that uh, would be great, man. And was it? Uh, I believe June he flew out to L.A. to meet up with Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Um, and yeah, he was. They went to her house, and uh, yeah, she really liked Tommy's work. So. And she's she was pushing you know pushing him to uh, go to her agency you know, but uh, I think he's looking at a different agency now because he's not a comic he wants to be on the not just comic but also on the as an actor right because he also does acting. Wow, well, well, you know what that 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 takes that takes you know backbone to to for Jamie Lee Curtis to be like oh you can come to my agency and he's like nah I don't know about that. So that's that's that takes a but lot of backbone, man. 
And, but good for him. Yeah, it's it's. A, I I realize how tough the industry is, you know. Yeah, because all sure. his friends, like I said, all these friends that are waiting tables, they're all actors, you know, good looking people. They're all actors. Yeah. I said, wow, you know, some did that. Take some Western movies, and I, I saw I met a couple of Asian act actresses. Yeah, you know, they all. Yeah, they're all trying to make it big. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. I hope they do. Yeah, yeah me too. And you too, Jimmy. I what? keep saying, I keep saying, you, you got that face. You, you def- I got, the, I got a face for radio. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. You could definitely do it. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Listen, like I said, if opportunity ever knocked, I don't answer oh, yeah. that door. I'm, I'm gonna keep my, yeah, I'm gonna keep my ears open. Oh, that'd be awesome. Give me, uh, tell, tell Tommy, hook me up with Jamie Lee Curtis's phone number. <laughs> oh yeah, she just came out with that horror movie, the Friday. No, Friday? Halloween. The the new one's oh, coming. Right, it's right. coming out in like a few days from now. Yeah. This actually, this episode will be out after that premieres. I, I think I don't know if you met it, uh, this, but yeah, he was at the house in June, so I don't know if he met it this time. Mm-hmm. But he was. My I'll talk to Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I know you, I know you like those horror movies. I love. Yeah, well, yeah. they're all very silly, and I just yeah. grew up watching that stuff. Oh, yeah, so they're it's great. Just, they're great. Yeah, it's just nonsense. She was, she was the best. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the mine. First, that's what made her famous, right? The of first course. Friday, Friday. Yeah, the first, the first, uh, the first, the 1978 Halloween. Yeah, it was it was her. Yeah, yeah, that's where she blew up from there. That might have been like her first or her second movie ever. Yeah, yeah. that made her famous. Gorgeous. Yeah, I remember that very yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee, that's so funny. How did we get to Jamie Lee Curtis? It's just, <laughs> see yeah. what happens. So yeah, he's. I I don't know if he's meeting up with her this time and. Next, I mean, this week, I have no idea, but yeah, yeah. She just uh, he told me that she just because he does comic uh, skits that he puts the, the video together because he's trying out to for a cast as the uh, Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah, uh, he's trying because uh, he's hoping that uh, they take an Asian Asian person. Yeah. So he's he's been trying. This is I think he's going to be a second year trying. So he has all these uh, videotaped and. Uh, he sent to Jamie, and Jamie sent to Lorne Michaels. I think really? A couple of days ago, yeah. So we, we don't know. We just going to keep our that fingers crossed. That would be crossed. awesome. Yeah. So we we just keeping our fingers crossed. That would be amazing. And he's, I mean, he, he is, he's always been like that. He was always been a comic, my son. Yeah. I yeah. see his pictures and stuff like that. He seems yeah. like he's like a funny guy. Yeah. He's, like he's joking around a lot. He's, he's too funny for for his size. You know, it's not, he's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a great martial artist also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he taught by me, so yeah, and grandpa. So he's yeah, he's very good. Really he's a good, good martial artist. Yeah, what is he? Second degree or something? Six, six degree. Six degree. Yeah. Come on, six is little. Listen, I don't know. I just yeah. threw a number out there. It's a long time. <laughs> six degree, huh? So he's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he doesn't make it a big deal of it because he's trying as an actor. So. Yeah. But, uh, well, but that can come in handy. Oh, I, mean, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at guy. I, I shouldn't be knocking uh, actors, but like, I, mean, I can knock some people. Whatever. Like Van Damme, good example is is yeah, that's not martial art what he's doing. That's no. more like ballet. And he did Taekwondo in Belgium. If you look at his old old footage, he was not any good. I'm just being very honest. I remember. Um, I remember when Blunt. He's got. He's got you know fantastic body and he's got great flexibility and that's what you know and the great face you know right so that's really what it is it's not his martial arts because everybody says he's a great martial artist. he's not he's just a actor you know yeah so is Steven Seagal but Steven Seagal is is a, I mean I look at him he's a, he's a great martial artist I look at his skills he's, he's besides being six six you know and like three hundred pounds yeah he's a great martial artist is he yeah. I don't, okay yeah, he's a big guy who can move 
Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I mean, I have respect for people like that. Then versus Bruce Lee, like, Bruce Lee was an actor. So I don't want to say nothing bad about Bruce Lee fans. Yeah. He's right. an actor. Right. I saw his old footage. He's, you know, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's good. I was always, people are going to be screaming, like, what are you, this guy nuts? He's talking about Bruce I Lee's greatest ever. I was his fan, yeah. Yeah. But, but no, no, no. Nowadays, you know, like, look, look at look at some of these guys nowadays doing MMA. These guys are, down, to me, they're a thousand times better than the old traditional martial art right. masters or, or famous people. Yeah. Like, I was watching, you know, I know Conor, he, he, he lost, but... Yeah, Conor McGregor got yeah. lost. He yeah. got... But uh, it's just, just... But, I mean, he, uh, he's... To me, he's very well-skilled. He's, he's got great skills. You know, gra- grappling skills, he's not so much trained in, in grappling, so... Right. If you just do strictly grappling, yeah, maybe you could, you know. Right. But you have, you have to remember, grappling has rules too, you know, right. and MMA has rules. Right. So you're also getting in there, and people are experts in certain and a lot of different yeah. things. So it's just a, a mashup of a lot of different stuff. So it's not yeah. like, you know, two guys with the same exact skills of, no, uh, no. in a tournament sparring to get. You know, it's but it's I mean, yeah, I, completely different ball I game. Jiu-Jitsu is, is very very popular. I, sure. I, I like jujitsu and I like uh, I like MMA, but I mean, I, I do like. Like his style, Conor is he's got very good style. He's almost like the style that we do, you know. He's got good punching skills, good kicking skills, semi good grappling skills. But you have to remember these guys are, you know, in those tight shorts which don't don't make them move very well. No. Right? Uh, no, he's got they have those gloves which restricts their movements. And yeah. in martial art, you could do a lot more than just you know grabbing and takedowns and punching and kicking. There's a lot more to that. Sure. You know, you just you can't do all the martial art you know techniques. You know, MMA fight because it would be totally illegal. Yeah. You know, you could, you could, you could do so. Come on, there's this. I'm not gonna say thousands, but you could do twenty, thirty techniques that are totally illegal. That if you use an MMA, you could beat anybody. You know. Right. So you know, a lot of you know, even the MMA guys they know that as well. But you can't do all that stuff. Right. You know, if you could do uh, do that technique that uh, Mike Tyson mastered, which is uh, it's called ear biting. <laughs> yeah. you definitely won most of the fights you know? right <laughs> yeah. nice no I mean yeah it's I, I love the uh, the uh, commercialization of uh, commercialization of um, MMA and judicial I think it's really nice but because of that the 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 martial art industry uh, traditional martial art industry as a whole is suffering all sure suffering. because now they say you know what I can't I could do karate, or I could do taekwondo, or jujitsu, or kumukwan. Well, kumukwan is our style, right? And you know, oh, you know, and we can't defend ourselves. But it, it's not like that. It, it all really depends on what style, right? Because so, a lot of styles emphasize different, different techniques and different way of training. And some are good, some are not. Some are traditional, but it th- th- does not mean that all traditional techniques are good or right. traditional arts are good. A lot of them are just outdated. If somebody grabs you, takes you down, you don't know what to do. And that's what, if you see 99% of the time, most martial artists, yeah, that's what happens. That yeah. You grab them, you take them down, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing takedowns and throws back, I don't know, for a long time. Yeah. But not not most schools do that. They Once, you, once you're swept or taken down, you don't know what to do. Right. Or somebody could try to choke you, do an arm bar, you know, ankle lock or whatever. You know, people just thought they, they panic. You know, if you could, if you relax and you you know you could you, you sort of canvas the situation, then you could probably learn. You know, you know what? I'm gonna go back to the basics. Yeah. Use this technique. Use that technique. But in in MMA stuff, there's so many rules. You cannot use pseudo chop, and even if you do pseudo chop, you cannot use it because you have these gloves. 
Right. But in reality, if you're hitting bone to bone, it's very effective. You know? Oh, sure. Just if somebody try to grab me, I just do a pseudo, pseudo strike to the neck. It'll be, I mean, to be honest, it'll be over. Yeah. But you're not, you know, I've seen some guys doing the elbows to the neck, and they said, no, it's illegal. I remember, I think, I forgot which guy, he was deducted. He was given a yellow card. I've never seen that in an MMA fight. <laughs> because the guy was elbowing the guy on the neck. Really? Yeah. I said, wow. You get a yellow card just like soccer. Yeah. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that. I said, ooh, what? But then, yeah, these are, I mean, they, they keep it entertaining, you know, but they have rules. Right. You know, so is it good or bad? MMA is not real. It's not 100%. Right. And no, it's just 100%. I, actually, one of the masters that he's, he's right now, he's in Barcelona. And what he was saying is that, you know, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu guys would say, you know what, most of the fight end up on the ground. Like, or 50, you know, there's something like 50% of the fight ends up on the ground. So he goes, listen, all fights start from standing up. Sure. <laughs> 100% of the fights. 100% of them. <laughs> so you know what? You have to be a good fighter standing up first. Then you have to think about the ground fight later on. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. That's Master Cortez in Barcelona. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, good philosophies. And like I said, not all, I mean, martial arts are exciting. But not, they're not all created alike, you know? It, no, absolutely it all, not. Just like all, I, I believe there are, as far as denominations of Catholics, I, I don't know, something like that. Somebody said there's like 50,000 different uh, denominations of Catholicism. Yeah, probably. Yeah, which probably. is like, yeah, and not... So pretty much martial arts is the same thing. Even if you did, let's say, Taekwondo or Jiu-Jitsu, there are so many different uh, uh, variations because it's really not the technique, but it's the practitioner. Or whoever teaches it, right. that changes the rules, that changes the philosophy. It could be, it could be the same technique but executed differently, right. and it's a lot more effective. And that's what the Brazilians have been doing for years. Right. You know? So a lot of times their techniques are it's the same technique that the Japanese uh, masters uh, you know brought to uh, Brazil, but the Brazilians mastered them and they changed it around to right. modify it for the street and for whatever type of uh, ground and pound type of techniques. Right. And they mastered it. Then the MMA guys came, you know what, I could learn the jiu-jitsu and now we're going to apply our technique, which is most of it is standing up. And they stopped being the, uh, the jiu-jitsu guys. Right. So it's like, you know, like next, I don't know what the next phase is going to be. It's going to be, I think, even more exciting. All right. Well, like even like going back, I mean, when your family came from Korea, like you guys had a certain different thing, but you guys switched it up. Like, like Ken's yeah, yeah. system is... It's its own thing, pretty much. Yeah. You know? It's actually, it's, it's called Kumukwan. Kumukwan is, that's when my father founded it in 1949. So it is one of the oldest. Right. Now, it, I know a lot, of, a lot of people are going to say, what is, Koreans are Taekwondo. Right? So it's something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, right. You show it's, but the thing is, um, there's different styles. There's, if you're Korean, we have different styles. And they were founded by different founders. It's called Kwan, different Kwans. And Taekwondo is actually one different Kwan. Uh, Kumbu Kwan is, that's ours, it's a different Kwan. Uh, Chido Kwan is another Kwan. Odo Kwan is another Kwan. There's so many different, and there were, uh, there's head grandmasters of each system. These are called systems, right? Kwan is a system. Right. So you have a Taekwondo system, you have a Kumbu Kwan system, you have a Chido Kwan system, Odo Kwan, Sambu Kwan, and so on and so forth. These are different Kwans or different, different uh, systems. Okay. Now you say, oh, karate. Karate. Karate, <laughs> yeah. karate is another generic. So Taekwondo is a generic name for Korean martial arts. So that's why we try not to call ourselves Taekwondo because they get confused. Right. You know, uh, if you say karate, you say, ooh, karate. karate. There's no such thing as karate. It's, it's a, it's, karate is just a generic name. Right. 
And then you have Ishinru Karate, Shorinru, Shorokan, you know, and Kyokushin, and... Uh, There's and so, so many right. different, like, sub-genres right. of right, whatever, right. Exactly. right. But the karate, just all else, you can say Kung Fu. You say, oh, Kung Fu is one... No. No. There's no such thing as Kung Fu. It's all different. You have the crane, you have the Yingja Pai, Fujia Pai. You have, the, you know, different... Uh, Tiger Claw. You have all different... These are all under the derivative, you know, of... Uh, under that name, one big yeah, umbrella Kung of Kung Fu. But it's right. just... A, yeah, Kung Fu is just a general name. Or Taekwondo is a general... Taekwondo right. is actually founded by this guy, a general... And he founded it, so that's his system, you know. We, but thing is, uh, I don't know why, but the, that that name stuck to it because he had a lot of uh, people under. He was a general, so he had uh, use military clout as a general to promote the name Taekwondo. That right. that's why he got you know popular. But before Taekwondo it was different. You have uh, back then we have uh, Subakdo, we have uh, uh, we have Chongdugan, which is my father studied. The different kwans. They all name of kwans, you know. Okay. Somuguan. And so yeah. these, these are the real... So Taekwondo is just one system. Right. And everybody's, oh, you guys are Taekwondo, you all suck. No, it's not. Taekwondo, I, I don't know, maybe some of them do, but they're all different. They're all different schools. Right. You, you think there's Taekwondo. No, Taekwondo is just just one, one kwan, one system. Right. And we have, in, in Korean, well, we have about 20... Maybe, maybe not a little more than that, 20 more systems. Maybe about 30 different systems. Really? So you cannot say, oh, you're Taekwondo. No. It's like, we get offended when you say we're Taekwondo. No, Taekwondo was founded in 19, I think, 55, something like that, the name itself. But the right. Taekwondo Association was founded in 1963, I believe, 66. I don't remember what the. Okay. But Kumuguan, our system was founded in 1949. So now you think about it way, 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 you know, right. further back. So we have more history. Right. So. I, which would, which you, your name would you rather keep Taekwondo or Kumukwan? Kumukwan is a lot older. Right. People respect that, you know. So that's our system. Right. That's what we study. But in generically, you have to say like when we first opened up a school in on Avenue U, we called it Korean Karate because they had no idea what. Even back then, it's funny. They had no idea what Korea was. Not unless you were in the Korean War. Right. Most people didn't know what Korea was. So you know, people used to ask, "Where are you from? You Ching Chong, whatever." I said. Ching, who, what? Yeah. I said, no, we're Koreans. I said, no, you all look Chinese. I said, no, we're totally different. Right. I'm not saying we, you know, we're better than Chinese or the Japanese, but we, no, we're not the same people. Right. Yeah, people don't understand that. Yeah, I, people I are ignorant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just people's ignorance. So back, back then. then, like, Korea, what's Korea? So he said Korean karate. I said, oh, karate, karate, I know. That's some, some, some sort of martial arts. So we used to call it Korean karate. Then right. later on, when Taekwondo name got popular, we called it Taekwondo. Right. Then when Taekwondo name got popular, and, you know, Nowadays, it's sort of become like, you know, laughing stock, you know, because of how, what they introduced to the Olympics and stuff. Yeah. Because it's, it's more sport, you know, very sport-oriented. So yeah. most people are going back to the traditional names, which is like Chidokwan, Odokwan, Sangokwan, Songmukwan, and yeah. Kumukwan. So we, that's why our name is, is Kumukwan. Right. So even my son, somewhat, you know, when they're asking questions, say, what style do you study? Well, he'll never say it because, you know, we're not, we're not trying to say anything bad or any other system, but... Our system is Kumukwan. Right. And the other guy's system is uh, Taekwondo. Right. But they're both Korean. They're yeah. from Korea. But yeah. yeah, they're totally different. But the emphasis is different. Philosophy yeah. is different. Yeah. Theirs is more geared for sports. We're not geared for sports. It's, it's pure just, you know, self-defense. Sure. Yeah. Or yeah. you could say it's combat, you know. Combat. You know, yeah. Because that's when my father, you know, that's, that's how, you know, he wanted it that way. Yeah. So it's just more direct. There's no... Yeah. No. And I remember even like as as a kid when I was going to school and stuff like 
people like your your belt your color the colors of your belts were different than a lot of other places like like people were like oh you have a purple belt or an orange belt I'm like yeah. we don't have that we have white yellow green yeah. brown white yellow green blue brown red black okay. and obviously different levels to each one each one and except- that's that was also made up by uh, uh, it started with from the Japanese Japanese and. You have to remember what you know. What war did to you know the Japan and Korea? You know, right? Japan, they was in nineteen forty five. The Second World War ended, right? So most of the Okinawa, especially the Okinawans, right? Um, they had no way of making a living, right? But there was a lot of karate guys, yeah. You know, so they said, you know what? We 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 let's teach the American GIs because they they're the only ones with money. So you know what? Let's let's. Um, and they try to devise a way. How are we gonna make money? Well, they said, you know what? Class is one. Number two is testing. Every time they test for the next belt, then you 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 pay a little money. Yeah. Then you could go to the next level, and so so this called they call it promotion. So that's sure. that's when they started that. The Japanese started that. Okay. And before that, it was there was no belt. It was just white and black. That's really? It. Yeah. So you start as white, and if you're good, decent, if you're taught, you know, mess, then. Okay, maybe after 10 years, you get a black belt. Right. That's how my father was. Really? He went from white to black. There was nothing in between. Really? Yeah. Then the Koreans also, you know, and the Korean War ended in 1953, so it's, you know, much later than the, the, the Japanese. We adopted the same way. So they say, you know what, how do how you, how you make money? So even Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was in the Air Force. You know? Right. And, you know, he was stationed in Korea. Yeah, so same thing. Like, you know what, we need to, only people that had money back then after the war is American GIs. Yeah. So I'll teach them, but how are you going to teach them? Okay, you teach whatever and you, you make a few dollars, but then there's got to be more to that and that. You know? So they say, you know what, every every time you, you you master this part, which is, then I call it, uh, uh, give you another color or stripe, right. then you pay me this much, then, you know. Right. It's also, I mean, it's, it's it's a motivation thing. So it's not, a, you know, I'm not saying it's all just uh, based on capitalism, but there is also... Good, good, uh, good things that are you know hidden as well. Sure, you you get to master the, the you know the certain techniques. Okay, then you promote. If you're good, you get promoted. If you're not good, you go go back to what yeah. you were before. It's like I, I I want I wanted those stripes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean. So, I mean, I wasn't paying for anything anyway. It was like my yeah. parents are paying for everything. But like you know, get that advanced red belt. You know, it's it's that what was it? Two black and a white, or two white and a black on an advanced red belt. Three. There was, no, there was three. three it was four of them, yeah. It was two white and a black stripe. I, I think it was all white. It was all white. Yeah? Yeah, we have four, up, to four, up to four. So you have to test four times before you get to black. Okay. Yeah. So those are like super advanced. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, I mean, so that's... that's Still bothers that's me. That's why the belt came in. Test. So now the... So everybody adopted that, that idea of you, you get promoted and you get a different color belt. So... So they're coming out with newer colors and newer colors, and that's why everybody. It's just yeah, it's just a different. Whoever was uh, was ahead of that system, they made up those rules. Right. That's what it's, it's just like in kung fu. There's no belts. Uh, I believe it, it starts from black. No black. Yeah, I think it goes just the opposite. Black sash. Then I believe the white sash is the highest. Something like that. Really. Yeah. So every yeah everybody's different. You know, every system is different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. It's you could say it's a money making scheme, but in another way, it's really not. Right. You know, it, it's a. Uh, I get it. It's a good way to motivate. You sure. Know? Because you cannot memorize a whole thing, and all okay, all of a sudden you just get one big test. No, you know what? 
you get you get you master this much, you test, you do well, you get an X. Okay, so right. you master this much technique. So I think it's just much to me. It's much much better. Yeah. And okay, you 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 have to pay a few bucks for it. It's not All right, a, well, whatever. You have to pay, every, every move you make in life, yeah, you can pay. That's a what, bucks. that's why they added colors to the to the belts. That's yeah. a reason. See, yeah, I didn't even know that. It's a motivation and. Is to make a few dollars off the American GIs. Yeah, you know, back back to top. You know, that's how it was in the, in Asia. Yeah. As far as all the other systems that are coming out, I mean, he, now you see a lot of uh, martial art from Indonesia, uh, France, and now we have got some African art. I, I'm gonna be very honest. I, you know, I I've been in martial art a long time. I never heard those things. Or, yeah. or you could say Israeli thing, Krav Krav Maga, whatever. Yeah, we it's have all, 54 years up. of experience. Yeah, it's all made up. It's all made up just to make money, to yeah. be honest. That's really what it is. I never knew there were uh, Indians had uh, martial arts and they have these gurus or masters. And yeah. It's like, okay, I never heard that before. I don't, I don't know if you remember. I, I never know. heard of that. Or Indonesia, it's the first I'm hearing. I think it was called Salat. Okay. They, they, what, what they, or Filipino uh, stick fighting to knife fighting, you know, all that. Yeah. This was not around, you know. Maybe it was, uh, you know, with the Gurkhas a little bit, but... Not not so much, not commercialized to a point now. Not every, every there's martial art from every country. Sure, you know, so everybody's trying to capitalize on the few dollars that's that's left. You know, yeah. But it's it's not, it's not to me. I, I'm not saying it's not authentic, but it's it's they they're losing their purpose. You know, and yeah. now it's just uh, profit driven. You know, I'm gonna do this seminar. I'm gonna make this much money, and it's not so much about, you know, how, I'm gonna really, you know. Do they really have materials to teach? Right. A lot of times they, they don't. They don't have, you know, the curriculum laid out for, let's right. say, not, you know, two to five years. But what about 20, 30, 40 years? They don't have that. It's just, oh, I'm going to do one seminar that you get, you get promoted and then you, you could teach knife fighting. Do you get another one? You, you, if you, but the seminars are very expensive. Sure. I, I know how, the, how it works. You yeah. You have to spend like $600. Okay, then you learn how to use a stick. I could do it at home. Yeah. Then, then if you go to like five or six of them, that's I don't know, that's a lot of money, right? You sure. Know, then so you spend like say I don't know, three thousand dollars, whatever. Then they say, okay, now you could teach to somebody. So now you're you're certified, whatever stick fighting. Yeah, it's just a piece of paper. It's a bunch right. of nonsense. But how it's can nonsense. you master that after five or six classes? Never. Yeah, it's just the money. It's yeah, all it's money. Just a, it's so just all a... these guys, they they'll travel the world, they do seminars, and you get certification. This and it's it's. I, I mean, good examples in Puerto Rico because I have, we have a lot of schools in Puerto Rico. That's what they do. All these guys who need money, you know, that, that's what they do. They, they go around certifying everybody, certifying even my my black belts. I mean, I I had my black belts. Good example. I have one guy who was a third degree, who's been with me for a long time, but he wants to be promoted. I said, no, you don't. You don't have the you don't have the experience. He goes, no, I want to have a school. This and that. So. Uh, I remember I was in contact with him. He said, "Well, you know, this this uh, Grandmaster Huang from Connecticut, he's gonna give me fifth degree." I said, "I said, who is he? He taught you? He's he's your teacher?" Yeah. He goes, "No, he's gonna come and I give him money. He's gonna give me my fifth degree." And he, sure enough, he did. Really? Yeah. These this this is what's happening now. I mean, it's, especially I don't want to say the Japanese, but among Koreans, it's like that. They just give it. Yeah. Really. And the thing is, if you get is there any, any buy, integrity? No, there is. If you're gonna buy a. a, a you know, a degree or whatever. He didn't earn it. No. Doesn't mean nothing. I don't nothing. understand the people why they would spend that kind of money and and it's fake. Know. It's it's yeah. it's fraudulent. That that's uh, uh, I I don't uh, let me see. <laughs> I say that more. I mean, to be honest, more than fifty percent of the people that are so called masters out there are 
they, they bought bought their cert, cert, uh, certificates. Really? Yeah, they never earned it. Like well, my black, you know, blackboard technique, you 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 know, you have to know everything. Sure. You know? uh, you, the test is long. You could take a week. You could take you know whatever. But yeah, yeah you, your one test for your black belt could be a yeah. week long. Yeah, I remember I was giving a week long test, and it's not not just aerobic. And a lot of schools, you you you, you do it in front of your parents or your friends. No, that's right. for show. Right. You know, I mean, not unless you know these, these people are masses. No, nobody's allowed to watch. Only only the black belts. That's it. Right. That's a, it's, it's a closed session. We're not you know we're not entertained. We're not clowns. You right. know we don't want somebody. And the thing is, a lot of these people copy what they do. Especially with the YouTube and everything, they copy all. They give the testing this way. So a lot of people that are in the business is just purely money, right? And they're not. They don't have the expertise, and they should not be teaching. Period. Yeah. You know? So that's why that's what's happening to. I I know I know a guy in in uh, in Queens. I, I used to work with him for a long time. He's got. I think he t- they told me he's got like twenty, thirty schools, and how they work it is. They get uh, Korean kids, you know, because all, all, all Korean kids know how to do martial art. Right. Because it's a part of the school curriculum. So if you got a black belt uh, from Cookie One, which is, they just give a certificate. And um, if you have a degree, you could you could, you could could teach. Right. And uh, so what these guys will do is they'll hire some some fresh off the boat guys. Okay, I'm going to give you $200 a week and you teach here. So he, this, these guys will go, will go to locations and see if it's any good. They'll get a short lease. They put people in there like two, two, so you know, a couple hundred dollars, and they they make people sign contracts and make deposit this and that. And if it does well, you know, then they put more like more professional guys to run it. If it doesn't do well, they'll close up. A year later, they'll close it up, hmm. and they keep your money or whatever. And yeah, they open up in the next location. It's it, like a it, pop up shop. Yeah. It's nonsense. No, yeah, those and things is like, uh, like I said, I know crazy. them very well. You know, I, the kids. Yeah, and huh. yeah, you you see a lot of those. I, I don't know. I don't. I shouldn't say who they are, but. I, I look at them and I say, "Wow, these these people are just awful." You yeah. know, they they just they just really taking advantage of uh, of uh, I don't want to say ignorant, you know, on people who don't really know about yeah. martial arts. So they just offer this and that. And meanwhile, these kids, I, good good example. Okay, I'll give, I'll be very honest. I, when I was uh, years back, I was by Tiger Schumann, the one on Twenty First Street. I was by Tiger Schumann School, and we just happened to look look for locations in the city because we wanted to open up a school in the city. So there was actually, you know, I, both of my brothers with me. So we're looking inside, and these guys, so you see three big Asian guys looking in the window. They didn't like it, you know. They said, what is this? Like, you know, and these these guys, they were in there. They were they were on their T-shirts. You know, they, they must have been lifting weights. Yeah. I don't know if from martial artists are supposed <laughs> to look. But, yeah, they were, they were looking and saying, why, why are these guys here? Are they trying to open up a school around us, trying to give us competition? But So now these guys, are, uh, they're teachers. They're, t- they're taught at Tiger Schumann. They're young kids. To me, they look at about six, 16, 17 years old. These guys were around the school. Wow. Yeah, they ran the school. I mean, school's still there. I'm not saying quality's big, good or bad, but the guys who really teach the classes are teenagers. Really? And the masters, I, I, don't, I never saw any master there. It's a beautiful school. Yeah. But I, I'm not, I'm but not saying the other really one. what are you really teaching? Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you... And the Koreans do the same thing. Koreans, Japanese, they do the same thing. They don't really... Most of them, they don't teach. Really? They're on the golf course. And they have, like I said, teenagers teach. Me, I never, I taught every class. Yeah. Because quality is important. Yeah. I don't want to bear, because, well, especially it's a legacy, right? If, uh, well, yeah. If I I mean, you, you, day, you, so, you taught the yeah. vast, vast majority. Yeah. Your father even taught, like, yeah, a couple father, of classes, yeah, yeah. which yeah. was crazy. Thursdays, yeah. 
Yeah, welcome. it's like it was never because it's our reputation on the line. So we cannot, you know, we cannot let somebody a teenager teach and right. It's, it's just yeah, it just doesn't sit you know sit right with us. So yeah. I remember, yeah, I saw that. I said, wow. So these guys are these guys are teachers, you know. It's crazy. So I I look at that. I said, wow. So they any, should any, not be in business. Any any thoughts of ever opening up another school? Oh, absolutely. I do want to open up a school, but yeah, now what happened is. Uh, since losing my my school and all my only livelihood, you know, I I try many different things, trying to you know pay the bills or you know, uh, yeah, paying the bills it became very very difficult. Sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you 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 I know. the same thing too. Yeah, and you know I do have a family, um, so uh, I try to teaching at clubs here and there, and my my students would try to help me, but you know. The guys who own these clubs, they'll yeah, they'll rip me off a lot. You know, they'll charge me a lot of money, so I couldn't do it because I'm, I'm you know paying most most of the money is going to paying for the rental of the of the gyms and stuff. Right. To to go sign a new lease with a gym would be a lot of money. I right now I don't have it. Right. So I would do that for a little bit. I would work here and there. Um, then I started doing a bodyguard for a little bit. I did that for about a year. Who would you use to protect? Uh, Anyone good? No, I can't say. But it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, good, very good money. Right. But it was uh, 24 hour, you know. So I did that uh, for a little bit, and that was really good. But, you know, of course, not all jobs like that, you know, last. Right. Then after that, uh, I was suffering a lot because I had no, no way of getting any money in. And then my brother, my older brother, uh, He's got an engineering and architectural firm out in Irvine, California. So he goes, listen, maybe you could learn how to do the engineering work. Right. So, you know, so this is, I think, almost three years he's been helping me with the uh, engineering work. Wow. So that's what I'm doing now. So now I'm, uh, I have my first job. I think that's why they, they keep calling me. Uh, I just got a first job on the East Coast because I represent the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. Uh, so... I I got one job. That's already. awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I'm doing a warehouse in somewhere in New Jersey. Okay. So you you build this up and you put it together, a nice little nest egg. You open up a new school. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That would be awesome. That's my passion because I mean, the, I would love to see you do that again. Yeah. The, the main reason I, I I'll sign up if you do that. Oh, absolutely. I would. The the main reason why I stuck to a martial art because I always had health problems. Right. And people, uh, a lot of people don't know that. Right. Yeah. So that's. I was aware you actually yeah. meet me and you had. Yeah, I had surgeries on both of my legs, and so uh, that that's the reason why I say you know I got to do something that's healthy instead of working in the office. I had a couple of uh, office jobs in Wall Street, but I just there's no way I could ride the subways and. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, like I cannot stand up too long, right. so I have all kinds of problems. So I say you know what, martial art would be the best, and that's why I stuck with it. But you know how my you know. Uh, my motto is, uh, you know, if you cannot do it the best, don't do it. Don't do it. So when I was doing uh, martial art, I was, I was, you know, 110 percent. Yeah. On it, you know. I mean, I, well, that's, I, I that's, so that's integrity. I'm not going to yeah. do anything if it's yeah. if if I know I'm just going to half-ass half it. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So I did it. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote, I wrote so much stuff, but I, I don't want it out there because I don't think who, who wants to read my book anyway. So. I read your book. <laughs> so I, I wrote all this stuff and. So now I'm trying to think about starting up a YouTube channel on self-defense. So I'm thinking about doing that. You should. You should. Absolutely. So it's, um, yeah, so I, I don't want to give off any. I, so I'm, I'm ready to do these uh, YouTube channels. It's actually two of them because they're different. And 
my son's friend who did the filming for his uh, movies, uh, he said he's going to do it for me. So that's great. my next step. Then, yeah, school, I, I want to have, have a beautiful school. Yeah. Know? My school is beautiful. It's I still know. there. If you look in Canarsie, it's still there. It's on 96th Street. Still there. I built every. I mean, if you look, go inside, you'll see that it's a well, lot. And of even like your artwork, I remember you always used to be able to draw and paint and stuff. I know. I see up, upstairs. Yeah. You put dragons and all that yeah. stuff on the walls and painted. You actually, I, I don't know, I wish I still had them, but you actually, you drew me uh, a few things. You no, did. I, I love all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm designing my own towels, martial arts stuff. Okay. Like gear. I have some in the, in the garage that I, I invented. Nice. Which I want to manufacture. That so would be amazing. I, yeah, that's what I do, yeah. And bags also, yeah. yeah. Bags. Uh, I do all the, the I do all the artwork, you know. Yeah. So a lot of stuff should be out there, but now it's you know I feel like uh, you know, to go back into the martial art it would be a little too expensive right. to open up right now. Uh, but definitely that that's in the in the back burner. And right now I have to pay bills first. Well, absolutely. So I'm trying to sure. I'm trying to get this off the ground, and like I said, I already had my first job. Beautiful. Yeah, doing a, I do electrical, plumbing, and mechanical, which HVAC work. Engineering. Right, engineering work. So engineering, right. that's what I just just started. I'm on my own now. Beautiful. So that's good. Anybody could help me would be great too. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and of course I, you know, I teach my neighbors. I teach. Yeah. I, I still teach. I go out to. Uh, it's Howard Beach. Howard Beach. Howard Beach. I, yeah. yeah, I still go out to Howard. Yeah, Beach. I came out there once before. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. The club out. is okay, you know, but the, the, these guys are serious, you know. And yeah. whoever comes out, I, I don't care how many people come out. Right. These are my black belts. Yeah. You no, know, I, I teach them, and I don't, you know, I, I don't charge nobody anything. Right. These are these are my black belts. They're, yeah. they're like my, you know, they are family. So yeah. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. If you tell me, you know, like some of my uh, most of my students are actually black belts are uh, police officers. Okay. And they've been asking me, you know, and I told them, listen, you, whether you could PAL or whatever you guys could find the place, I'll come on and teach. Yeah. You know, I, I love to, that's, that's, you know, that's what I love to do. That would be awesome. You know, I've been teaching since I'm 12 and most people don't know that one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 12 I didn't know you were teaching since you were 12. I know you were teaching at an early age, but not yeah. 12. Because um, I was actually a big kid and, you know, I would teach the beginners first, you know, how, yeah. how to punch, how to block, how to kick. I'd hit the bags and stuff like that. So that's how I got started. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? So do you want anybody, like, who's who's listening to this that maybe if they have, they know architects or anybody who can possibly get you, is there any, do you want people to know your personal Facebook account? That yes, yes, friendly? of course. Yes, okay. It's all out there. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, they'll be, they'll be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just starting out. My brother's just... He's business been established for a while, but you know he had to re- restart everything because of the housing market. You know when it dropped, so he had to start all over. Now he's doing well, okay. so he's out in California. But nice. I do work right now. I'm, I'm, you can see how I was doing work before yeah. California right now mm-hmm. with some Bambini Restaurante. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing that one some now. Goomba stuff. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Big out there. Actually, this one's in Las Vegas. I'm doing Las Vegas right now. Hey, you got a bunch of them out there too. I do North Carolina. I do everywhere. <laughs> and now I should be doing uh, Texas to Brazil. I don't know if you heard that chain. I have. Yeah, it's very good. I think there's one in Manhattan. Really. So I'll be doing I'll be doing everything construction, uh, renovation, engineering work. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be doing everything. An architect, beautiful. I have all the architects. So 
That's beautiful. Me. So I, I learned. Yeah, so it's a, it's a new learning curve, you know. Yeah. For, for my age, I'm 59. Listen. So it's I'm starting you don't look, all over. You, you don't look like a day old at 35. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> so I'm, I'm starting all over, which is you know, for my age is very. Come on, you you know, you too, right? It's, it's tough. Yeah. Very tough. And yeah. You know, like I said, I I have kids. Yeah. Same here. My son is not a kid anymore. I have yeah. one child. She's nine, so she's a kid, very much yeah. a child. So yeah, so I I don't want to make a drastic move. Let's say if I open up a school, martial arts school, you know, in most cases you have to you have to think about you know eating the the rent for at least first couple of years. Yeah. Because you know you don't know how this is gonna be. It will fluctuate, you know. Yeah. Especially in the summer months where everybody's on vacation. Yeah. So I don't have uh, two months of I mean two years of uh, you know. Rent right. to cover, sure. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. Now, besides, you know, all the down payment and just uh, the upstart, yeah, cost upstart costs and yeah, yeah, and the renovation. I was going to say whatever renovations, how you make it your own space, right. make put your little. But twist you realize on. it's not just that you have to also cover for two years of expense, not just your your expense, but home expense as well. Sure. So now you talk about you know you talk about big big change big chunk of change. Yeah, that's why you know I don't have it so. I I start off myself as in, you know doing engineering work, well, I'm which saying, I enjoy. I enjoy a lot, you know. Well, yeah, but well, much a lot more. Of course. Well, I wish you nothing but the best with it. So that uh, one day I can walk in and say, "Hey, nice to see you again. I want to sign up." Yeah, definitely. I, but do I have any clout? I have to start back at a white belt, don't I? Uh, yeah, I probably we'll do. I probably we'll do. I probably we'll do. I wouldn't want to be like, oh yeah, I walk in as a green belt. I'm not doing that. I walk no. in right as as a white belt all over again. It's but, been yeah. it's been too long. But yeah, but yeah, martial art is it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me. I mean, I'm sure you as well. A lot of perseverance. A lot, of, you know, you, how you handle hardships and which I have a lot of. You know, sure. And a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And you know, and besides my health scare, you know, also. Well, thank God you're doing fine. You're cancer free. Cancer free. Cancer free. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I think a couple two years before that, I had my heart stopped for two, for ten minutes. Jesus. So they had to restart my heart. So one of those things. So did I, you witness anything? Everyone says you see the light at the tunnel. Uh, you only be. Uh, should I be honest? Yeah. yeah I probably like those kind of stuff. Uh, it's just fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. What did you say? Anything? Um, it, it happened to me a couple of times, but no, I I did see. Uh, did I see UFOs? No, I saw. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a. You know, I used to be a Buddhist. Right. In Korea, and I used to go to church with my friends, you know, here and there, and that's it. But yeah, there is. There is something out there. There's some. There is light. You're right. It's not like what you think. It's like bright light or right. something like that. Well, because did, there, there is electricity in your brain. Yeah, so I, did, I did see figures. Yeah, I did. I figure. Not, not figures. Yeah, I did see that. And when I... I had... Um, I'm sure I, you don't I, remember I don't it scare really anybody. vividly. Should I scare people? No. Yeah, scare them. We're adults. My oh, my yeah. my uh, my demographic is mostly 33 to 45 years old. Yeah, so if you're so scared, you know, whatever. I, when that, when my heart stopped, right? I had um, it called I think a asphyxiated. Uh, I forgot what you call it. Where, where the food went into my lungs. Okay. So I had the uh, infections. I was in the hospital for a month. So when I was there, it took it because my I had a heart uh, irregular heartbeat, which just after twenty years of taking pills just stopped. Really. 
So uh, I was in a, I was in a hospital, and I, I, I was in, I mean, super, super intensive care, I guess. Wow. And I, when I, I remember my son, and there was, uh, you know, uh, his friend, they came to see me. Um, when I, when I, uh, I shouldn't say right. When I when I when I close my eyes, I see all these figures. You know, like you talk about crawling all over the ceiling. Really? Yeah. I mean, all over the ceiling, wall. I mean, you talk about like, like small people. Really? Yeah. So I close, close then I open my eyes, see my son. He said, how are, you, "How are you feeling?" I had tubes down my throat. Then when I closed my eyes again, it's it's all over. You know, every I wasn't scared like that, but it was just. I mean, you talk about. It's like probably walls were like this. Just the entire wall, the ceiling was full of them. Really? Yeah, they were just crawling all over. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody told me the same thing. asked me the same thing. I said, yeah, but I think he was a little scared. I said, yeah, I, this is what I saw. Okay. I'm just being honest. Yeah, listen, that's what we do. I saw that. I said, you know, I wasn't scared because, you know, I was... Whatever, what are you going to do? But I saw that. I said, whoa, this is something new. Yeah, huh? this is a little like, new. Yeah. So it's something like that. Yeah, you see, you talk about people see, you know, uh, the bright light, this and that. But this time, yeah, I, that was that was weird. That was, like I said, I wasn't scared or anything like that. Right. But it was just... I said, "Wow, yeah. how, how how does this happen?" Like, I don't you know, know, your brain, your your brain has capacity. And I never saw anything like that in my life. Right. Yeah, it's just like I I saw that. I said, wow, you know. Yeah. And I yeah I did see a UFO. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was funny. I was I was coming home from uh, Manhattan. Okay. With my son, and we're driving back, and uh, we're on the at the Route One Nine, and the. Uh, we we driving and all of a sudden we were just talking, you know, because I miss my son. So we, you know, I said, oh, we're going home. So we're just talking. And all of a sudden, I see it's a green, um, like a it's round, round green orb. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. It's. It, I said it's just, it's pretty big. Wow. Size of a maybe it's, no, it's probably it was smaller than a car, a little bit smaller than a uh, small car. It was round. It was green. And it's like, it was right over the high, right over the highway, just yeah. right over my car. And then he just just dipped. And I said, "What?" I said, so the we hell just, was that? So I said, "My son, we just." I said, "You saw that?" He goes, "Yeah, I saw that too." I said, "Okay, we're not gonna talk about it." All right. <laughs> but I mean, wow. I, I don't know. Maybe wow. maybe it was something you know. Something. Well, if your son saw it too, it had to oh be yeah, yeah, we're just saying no. Yeah. We just look at each other. So you saw it? He goes, I saw that. I guess. Oh my god. All right. I don't know what it is. Probably right. an airplane. No, right. put it in there. It was something. No, it was so low. It was in the and round. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, there's a lot of things that we don't, you know, we don't, you know, truly understand, you know. True. And why some people live and some people die, you know. Yeah. It could be in the same same situation because you know I I said that because. When I was going through chemo, I, I did a year of chemo, and I see a lot of people just, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm not judgmental, but you know they're not going to make it, no matter what they do. Right. And you just look at them, it, yeah, it's so sad, you know. Sure. So why I made it or somebody else, said, I don't know. Right. You know, so, and I was, yeah. So you, you believe in all kinds of stuff, you know. Sure. But uh, the most important thing is living. I'll be very honest. Living is the most important yeah. You know, if anybody else is thinking, you know, differently, it's it's the most important. It's it's, you know, whether you're alone or whether you're with the family. You know, sometimes you don't need the family, but no, it's you know, live, live your reading, life. Yeah, try to have fun, laugh. Yeah. you know, it's pain. Yeah, your pain. Come on, pain. 
pain is sometimes it's nothing, you know. Yeah. If you think about, it's it's much better to live than to die. Yeah. How uh, that's how I look at it, you know. There you go. I think I think everybody should should, you know, really take their life seriously and enjoy, like you're saying, enjoy. Enjoy. You, I try to enjoy. You know, myself. you don't have to do too much. Yeah, everybody think, oh, I gotta travel, I gotta spend a lot of money. This as long, no. as long as you do something that makes you happy yeah. and you don't hurt nobody else. It's all that's you know. It. You know, I what I enjoy if I have time, I, I enjoy painting. Believe right. me, yeah. yeah. Some people enjoy bike riding, or some people like you know, if you have money, travel by yeah. all means. But uh, being happy is from within. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you put in a lot of bad situations, but you have to. Um, all all of us are very strong. You know, I mm-hmm. think we already, you know, it's innate. You know, but a lot of us we we give up too easily. Right. The key is to just. Uh, be be. I don't say positive, but but uh, like I said, li- living is much better than like dying. Yeah, you know, live yeah. as long as you can. That's it. And enjoy every you know, enjoy everybody who's around you. It doesn't have to be family. Like you see in my situation, family don't mean anything. Right. Well, I, same here. Yeah, F- friends are much better than family. Thousands of times better than. Yeah. I talk to my friends every day. I never talk to my family. Right. Well, me neither. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't I, expect nothing. I mean, that's another thing. Yeah, I don't I, expect anything. A lot from anybody of people either. expect, right? A lot of people have this expectation. Yeah, no, no, no. I have somebody's no expectations. You know, somebody's gonna, you know, get. No, I, I don't expect any of that. No, you know? my father always says, you know, when you die, you don't take your wealth with you. You know, exactly. But I mean, if you have whatever, it's good for you. You know, try. You know, you live accordingly. Sure. You don't. You don't have to have everything. You know. Right. I mean, as far as material things. But enjoy what you have, which, yeah. is, which is yourself. Yeah. You know? It's all you got at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's my message. Yeah. You know, to, awesome. To stay positive and exercise. Exercise every day. There you go. I, I, I do, you know, I mean, I, I'm on the diet too. So just push up, sit up, squats. If you have dumbbells, use dumbbells. Stretch every day if you can. Um,. Because flexibility is, is very important, especially as you get older. Everything yeah. else, and if you have any type of injuries, oh my god, you'll get it, as you get older, it gets multiplied. Right. So stretch, you stretch out. You know, if you never stretched before, start stretching now. Yeah. You can look on videos on YouTube or anything. Stretch if you have uh, if you for cardio, you punching a bag is good. Yeah. Uh, don't run. Running is is the knees. Yeah, it'll take a pounding after a while, especially as, at a certain age, but. When you're young, it's okay. Yeah. But me, I cannot run because, you know, I have problems. Right. But so I do weights. Yeah. yeah. Lightweights. I know the heavy weights. I used to do heavy weights, but... Right. Sometimes it's too too straining. It's too much. It messes was, up your joints and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's... it's but exercising is great. It, it, it gives you what, endorphins, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. It, it's great. You know, even if it's just a little bit. But everything has to be, like, routine. You, you have to... Um, like I do, like a good example, I get up, I have two glasses of water, period. Right. Then I also mix my own drinks. Like uh, I have uh, like a drink, I, you know, I mix it up and I, I drink with that. And I try to watch what I eat. And I have, my breakfast is just bananas. Right. One, one or two, it all depends how big the bananas is. You know, just, right. And that's it. I haven't had, eaten anything yet. Just banana. And, Me neither. Yeah. And that's it. And I'll eat something for lunch. Yeah. And whatever my wife makes, I'll have some for, something for dinner. Nice. And that's it. Nothing more. Yeah. But I think a lot of times, also, eating too much could be taxing on your body. Of course. 
So you know, if you could, everything should be in moderation. I know it was a lot of times we we eat because of you know we're stressed out this and that. So in between you have to you know in between, if you think you gotta get stressed out, like I have dumbbells. You see dumbbells yeah. right there. Yeah. I exercise. I do flies. I do biceps. Yeah. Shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 59. I still do it. You know. I yeah. stretch. I could still do a split. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I, you know, it's not because I'm not to show off. I never show off. You know that. Right. Uh, but something that I want to do for myself. So sure. flexibility is important. Consistency is important. Either you exercise in the morning or at nighttime. Right. I prefer the nighttime because I feel like I have more energy. Right. And when I, I ex- actually exercise, right? I'm, I'm a little different. I exercise right before I go to bed. <clears throat> okay. Push-ups, sit-ups, squats, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And when I go to bed, I just pass out. Right. Yeah. I don't remember. And then, then I wake up fresh. You know, nice. I don't know how many hours later. Yeah. That's awesome. That's my technique because I, I was on these... Ambien and... Oof. What was the other one? Lunesta or something like that? Something, yeah, because when I was doing chemo, I couldn't sleep. So they used to give me these two pills. And yeah. I was hooked on them for a long time. Yeah, it's tough as no They would give me shakes and... Yeah. Oh, for, I think I took it for five years. Yeah. Something like that. And I couldn't get off it. So when, once I got off, I said, you know what? I got to find a better way of falling asleep. Yeah. But I was in pain back then. So it was just... just yeah, you just wanted to, you know, sleep quickly. Yeah. So it, it worked. Nice. But now you know you have to you have to be careful. You don't want to be you know addicted to this, uh, no. to this stuff. Yeah. No, so absolutely not. To me, if you want to sleep, the exercise really works. Okay. I, I mean, I pass out. Yeah. So I would recommend that highly. Awesome. Push up, sit up, squats. There you go. You could do some jumping jacks. Where can people find you on Facebook so that they can uh, hit you up if they have any ideas or job offers or something like that? <laughs> oh, just. Just my name, Hosun Kang, H-O-S-U-N and K-A-N-G. There you go. And yeah, I, I have so many I think things I run, but it's just that's, that's one the main. Of the, that's the main yeah, thing. That's it's, and okay. I'm, I'm on it because my you know actually my my son set it up when I was doing chemo. Right. And he said, you know, they, they, people want to know if you're still alive because most people thought I, I died. I didn't know if you. Yeah. I, I didn't think that, but no, I was like, most most way did. back. Yeah. I was like, you know. Yeah, you think of people, oh, let's see if, if this person is even on Facebook. Yeah. And, and I, I think a while back you weren't, and then you popped up, I guess. Yeah, my son put me on. He said, listen, the people need to know where you are. So yeah. Stop putting up. So I started doing that. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, some people don't like it because, you know, I don't know, they steal your identity, this and that. I, uh, so I just don't like the constant back and forth and everybody's opinions and all that. I don't put yeah. my opinions up no, really no. about things. You know, I promote this stuff, you know, yeah, I'll it, message yeah. a couple of people basically about this stuff. You know, I, I don't, I don't, people, Most people of, get yeah. bent out of shape over things. I, I don't have the time. Yeah, or the all the things for. I post is just my family. family yeah. Family and uh, martial art. That, that, right. Those are my passion. And that's the good thing about social yeah. media. So, yeah. And then, you know, who wants to take my uh, stuff anyway? It's just, nobody wants an old person stuff. So, oh, profile or whatever. So, it's just, yeah, that's why I put it out there. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like you know what I write or whatever. Yeah. I do write sometimes. You know? Yeah, and I enjoy it. I you know because before that, I mean, what what I have, I'm, you right? Know, I have to call everybody, right? True. And I remember everybody's numbers, and sometimes you know this is like nicer. You know, people just look. You know, if you want to look at it, you can look at it. Right. I don't post anything crazy anyway. So no, no, me neither. I'm not one of those people. No, I wish, but yeah. Well, awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. Any any last closing words or anything like that? I think you pretty much said everything. Yeah, ever, I ever mean, yeah, just yeah. just live live a good life, get, live an honest life. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we are not all honest, but you know, I mean, for yourself, you know. Right. Stay whatever, true to yourself. Yeah, stay, whatever you did in the past is past. I mean, I, I, I'm not forgiving. No, I'm not. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, like, what, what can you do now? You know, like, yeah. you, you could, you could think about doing the, the, you know, whatever. But I, I don't want to do that now. I'm, I have too much at stake. You know, my kids. Yep. My son's what twenty nine. My yep. daughter's sixteen. I cannot do anything crazy, and I, I have to be a good example as well. Absolutely. So, I try not to do anything that's out of the ordinary. I even drive better, believe it or not. Right. I don't know if you remember. I used to be a bad driver. But now I'm, I'm a reformed driver. Nice. I don't drive sports cars anymore. Uh-huh. No Corvettes and Trans Ams and all the other sports cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and trying to do top speed. Yeah. Now it's just just regular just regular guy. Yeah. But I, I don't you know, I'm not I don't consider myself regular because I, I look different than most people, so Yeah. You know, I don't, and the thing is, I don't intrude on anybody. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. You know, because most people don't like you know you to be on their face. So I'm just you know, yeah. I'm an Asian American. I have no problem with it. Right. If you're prejudiced, it's fine. I, you know, the thing is, there's not, not, nothing wrong with it. You know, I, a lot of people get scared of you know somebody being prejudiced. Somebody you know like it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, uh, I mean, that that's I think it's something good to say. Everybody's different. Right. If you go to the Bronx, they're going to protect their own turf and those, you know, people there look like them. If you go to Howard Beach, you know, it's, it's you know, this is their neighborhood. It's not do a property value anything like that. It's just, you know what, we, we live here. So I respect every, you know, I like where I live right now, there's mostly Asians. Right. People respect the Asians. And human, the human beings Asians. are tribal people, no matter yeah. what you want to say. So it's like you say prejudice, oh, Donald Trump is, no, he's not. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's trying his best and, so is Obama and everybody else. It's just, and and in the end, they don't they don't really run the show anyway. Exactly. You know? They they're just mouthpiece for the you know. Yeah. Like, like nobody's really pre- you know. It's just, and if you if you think they're the prejudice, yeah, you know. Then you're entitled, I guess, to that's your okay. opinion. That's okay. Yeah. yeah it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. You know. Awesome. Uh, just just be yourself and don't you know don't impose your ways to other, other people. Right. Whether you look different or not, it's okay. I, you know, don't. You know, I'm not shy. You know, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Asian, so it's okay. You know, we're all on the same yeah, rock, yeah, flying sure. through space. Absolutely. So it's like you know, a lot of people. I used to be very shy because you know they used to call me chink all the time, and you know this. And after a while, you know, it's like you can call me whatever you want. Yeah, I, it doesn't you really call you know, me whatever I want, whatever yeah. you want. And anyway. when I go to Korea, they said, you know, they said you, you look American. I said, well, American. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. It doesn't. So right. what I'm saying is, yeah. You know, Any way you go, is you know they're gonna see people, you know, for your differences. Right. But if you're stronger, you know, mind wise, then you you could you could think you know, forget about all that stuff. Right. Know? That stuff won't involve you. Yeah. It's it's. It, everybody everybody has right to feel you know. They you know they are empowered you know. Yeah. You know, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're yellow, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Right. But to single them out is, is not good. But to say that, oh, you, you people are racist, this and no. You're just being people. Right. You know, you're just, everybody has right to their opinion. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, white people are this. I said, no. 
when I came to America, they were predominantly all white. Yeah. If you go to the Midwest, I drove out west twice. They're predominantly white. So they look at you. It's okay. Right. Say, how are you, sir? Hey, ma'am, whatever. Yeah. When I was in Germany, I remember I was stared, stared at, like, they come to my, to my face. Like, we're like, what are you Asians doing in Germany? But I say hello, and that's it. You walk away. This is their country. This right. is their turf. Right. Respect it. Respect right. it. Don't say all America is, you know, white. No, not all America. But let me tell you something. Middle of America is all white. Yeah. So respect them. Yeah. And, you know, they have, everybody has their rights. So to say, you know, uh, this person's matter or whatever, lives matter. Everybody's lives matter. You know? Right. And whether you're black, yellow, white, be proud of yourself. There you, you know? go. Don't, yeah, don't, you know, judge, prejudge, you know. If they say something bad, derogatory, you know, just, it's okay. Everybody has right to their opinion. Yeah. I don't get mad at it. I used to. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just you, you're in their home turf. So, you know what? Respect that. And yeah. don't say anything, you know, bad about them, this and that. No, because I see a lot of a lot of negativity, especially yeah. especially when Trump came to, as a president. I, I used to see Trump all the time. You know, I used to go to Atlantic City. So I used to hang out there. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I think he's great for for business. Right. Hope he brings more business and uh, more jobs to America. Right. But he's not a bad person. I'm mean, just being right. honest. I don't know why everybody's up against you know. And no, was Obama. I'm not saying Obama was a bad president either. All right. They tried their best. You know, nobody's gonna try their worst and mess it up. And that's all we're trying to do. So yeah. respect, they respect their space, respect their sovereignty. Yeah, respect, respect everyone. That's it. If you if they sound different, that's okay. They have every right to. Yeah. But don't yeah, you don't have to snap at it. If a police officer says something, be respectful. I'm that's always it. respectful. Yeah. I mean that's from martial arts, you know. Sure. So you, you know, you if you if you're nasty to a police officer or anybody else, they're gonna be nasty to you. Exactly. So then they say, "Oh, why?" You know, no, it's not why. You have to be a human being first. Do not be a you know. We're not animals. You know. Right. We always respect these. I mean, a lot of these jobs are very very difficult. Yeah. Now come on, you think about it. Ed, yeah. Day in and day out. Why? Why there's so people don't talk. Why there's so much suicides in the police? People don't talk about that. Right. Or or, or the the military. You see all kinds of garbage. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, and you know, after a while, I say, you know, I, I can't handle this too much. Right. You know, people just on their cases all the time. You cannot be, you know, yeah. these people. I can't even put myself. They judge their job. You know, they cannot be a hero every every, you know, every second. Right. They're trying their best. It's 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 an occupation. That's it. So respect everyone. Be nice to everyone. And respect who they are. That's it. And what makes us unique is that we're all different. That's it. You know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that, that's right. That's it. It's pretty simple. Yeah. If you really boil it down, it's really simple. Yeah. I awesome. Mean, at my age, yeah, that's how I look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to be respectful to everyone, everybody's rights. Yeah. Yeah. This was awesome. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for uh, inviting me into your home. Oh, anytime. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely... We'll I have know to get, where I live, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to get together and not do one of these, but we'll get together oh, as, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and hang out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, sir, always a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Jim. And, uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. Later.